Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering the Fairly Odd Parents Wishology. With special guest, Angelica Rosen. Timmy was an average kid, and no one understands. Mom and Dad and Vicky always giving him command. Bits work! Gloom and gloom up in his room. Love's learning's Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-Dilly-
Do you? Not as I don't listen to every single episode, but I do listen to it. Hmm. I think that's gonna come bite. I think it's gonna bite you in the butt a few years. Look, in the I'm trying to listen to two other podcasts right now, and I'm two years behind it, on one of them. It's it's a lot. Yeah. There's this is essentially. It's like investing into another another yeah. TV show. Yeah, and I don't We're watch over much 100 TV. episodes. We are over 100 episodes. We did a special episode to commemorate. But I'm trying to listen to Blank Check, which I'm two years behind on, and I'm also keeping on with former guest of the show, Cole Bradley's podcast, Above the Line, covering the films of Colin Farrell. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with that, too. So, and His episodes are like four hours long. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, just shout out, Cole. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, wow. If you could see Stuart's face, it's yeah. just pure disappointment. It's pure disdain. Just boost in their numbers and not ours. It's one I, I skim through our episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. um, so, Wishology. Yeah, Wishology. <laughs> so, we're, we're here this week to cover Wishology, a bona fide television movie. Um, came out in 2009. Holy shit. It was a three-day event. Right. It, it was... It was broadcast... May 1st, May 2nd, May 3rd. That's iconic. Yes. Like one, Nickelodeon two, just <laughs> stamped it down. And is like May 1 through 3, fairly odd parents territory. Back off if you think you're getting anywhere near there. Wow, they really bought into the entire trilogy bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um want to go a little bit into the uh the history of this thing. Firstly, okay. thank you for listening to our episode last week on Inkart. Uh, we hope you enjoyed us discussing that very boring movie. Um, <laughs> we had some words and thoughts. We had some words and thoughts in that episode. We've already, definitely already. But Paul Bettany, whoo, smoke show. Um, <laughs> you gotta say you I got. Can, you, I mean, I agree. You simply have to say it. <laughs> you simply have to say it. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so we're picking up with Brendan. Um, right after Inkart, um, which we kind of established was his last gasp of Hollywood stardom. Yeah. That was basically the, the end of it all um, mm. in regards to him being like an A-list leading man. And I would say this is kind of part and parcel, the other side of the coin with that. Because, um, you know, he's do, you know, it's not necessarily a sign of career death when you do a guest spot on a kid's TV show. Like Johnny Depp at the height of his success did SpongeBob SquarePants. So uh, this is not necessarily a mark on fairly odd parents being what he did. Right. But even the character he's playing here is a former action hero who missed his shot and now just kind of has to pass it on to the next generation. Oofed. Oofta. I think like you gotta hate but you hate doesn't to say realize it. he missed his shot until he's constantly told, like, yeah. dude, stop. You literally have to like throw him into a mountain. To and leave him sense. to starve. <laughs> leave him to die. So he has a coat or a rock for a friend. And the movie that we're going to cover after this, which I think we're signaling as the end of his A-list era, yeah. is G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Yeah. Where it, which is very much a passing oh of the torch role God, for him. Oh my God, he was in G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? He is. Yeah. No. Um, but it's very much like um, he is like, it's a passing of the torch. He's not really that big in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he's like supporting character. Um, Yikes. And so that and this kind of two-hander with the failure of Inkart and, you know, Mummy Tomb of the, the Dragon, Dragon Emperor. Emperor. Not, I mean, it made money, but it wasn't like the blow-up they were hoping. Right. Uh, kind of all signals the end for him Yeah. at this stage in time, which is tragic. Yeah. Um, Taken too soon. Yes. Because uh, even when he's, you know, recording this, he's going through a, a messy divorce. Yeah. 
Um, you know, he has two young kids. His back pain and his, you know, injuries are at the worst stage right now, around 2008, 2009. Yeah. And he's still trying to, like, you know, give his all in a kid's animated TV show that doesn't really do anything for him. Right. Uh, so that's where we're checking in with Brendan uh, in the sad corner. Yeah. <laughs> Play some sad music here. Yeah. We'll, we'll go into the context corner for this movie, um, which is a little funnier. <laughs> so the creator of Fairly Odd, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> back to the beginning. In 2002 or 2001, Fairly Odd Parents um, debuted on Nickelodeon, the hip and new <laughs> channel. For, it wasn't new. Um, but the, the channel for the kids, capital T, capital K. Um, it was about Timmy Turner, a 10 year old boy, and his two Fairly Odd Parents, Cosmo and Wanda. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just like every episode he'd wish for something that would go wrong. It'd be an adventure. Yeah. Um, eventually, Fairy Opperance got very big. And I think the fatal flaw of the later eight, like sections of the show is just how like into itself it got. Yeah. yeah. Because I rem- I watched Fairy Opperance basically up until this point. I would say the same for me. I'd never watched Wishology as a kid. I made it up to the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours, yeah. which... <laughs> Look, Jimmy Timmy Power Hours hit. It's different. Those those Power Hours slapped, and I I think they got one more in the tank. Stuart, you wrote a fan script for Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 4 I as an adult man. Right. Yes. A fan fiction of Timmy Jimmy Power Hour 4, the saving Timmy Turner. Can this guy just go to Arizona already? It is, <laughs> it, it is modern day in Washington, D.C. Here we go. Here we go, folks. Get ready for the next two hours. A, no, we cannot let this happen. <laughs> we cannot let this happen. A depressed and uh, sad loaf of a man of the age of about- Does he smoke crack? 25, 27 years. Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, he smokes crack. Played by Daniel Radcliffe. Like live action? Yeah, this is live action. What? This is live action, guys. <laughs> Did I mention this is rated R? <laughs> you should give a trigger warning. This this is rated R. Uh, okay, so Fairly Odd Prince really got into itself <laughs> in literature. Like Cosmo Wanda had a baby named Poof. Poof and who he's is a very circle. Cute. He's very cute. Yes, Poof is. Um, cute. they did Wishology. They got a magic dog at some point. They introduced like a second character who they were the fair the odd the fairies for. Like this girl. Oh, yeah. Like, it just really got too big for its britches. And that's where Fairly Odd Parents very much, like, kind of. I mean, I grew up, so it kind of lost me at that point when I stopped watching Nickelodeon. Yeah, I, I didn't make it to Poof. Yeah. Like, I. Again, I got to Poof and this, and that was the end. Yeah, I didn't even make it to Poof. I, I think I capped out the last power hour. And, uh, you know, I just realized that they kind of lose Mega Chin. Pretty early crimson on. chin, crimson, crimson chin. chin. No. It's well, crimson chin and the nega chin. I think it's because uh, Jay Leno was very expensive. Uh, oh yeah, is Jay Leno. Uh, Jay Leno. Fairly I, chin. I think I got as far as uh, when they brought in the dark fairies. And oh then there was yeah. The dark, there is the dark version of Poof. That was extremely smart, yes. and he was a cube. <laughs> um, and after that, I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> this is enough. Yeah, yeah. The Fairly Odd Parents, you know, 
it, it was such a mark of its time. Yeah. Because when it came out, the get the big guest stars in the show were Jay Leno, mm-hmm. um, Adam West, yeah, as yeah. Catman, yeah, yeah, and then which was it? Which of the Backstreet Boys was it? Who was Chip Skylark? <sighs> Oh, um, uh, that feels like it was probably. <sighs> I'm looking it up. It was um... Chip Skylark's in my Power Hour Four script, by the way. Shiny teeth and me, shiny teeth and me. He is he is voiced by Chris Kirkpatrick, um, from InSync. I was gonna say I was like I'm pretty sure it's InSync, and if it's InSync, it's probably I was gonna say Joey Foot. <laughs> you think Joey Fatone or Justin Timberlake? <laughs> Definitely not J. J. Not Tim. T. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, this was a staple childhood show yeah. for me. Um. It definitely the best kids movie theme intro theme song by by a pretty substantial amount. I mean, you have like your classics. You have SpongeBob, of course, which everybody can sing. But I really think this song holds like a special place in like everybody's heart. The moment you hear the the orchestral uh, layup, the dun 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 dun, dun, dun everybody knows right away. And they, I mean, you can't help but start singing like Jimmy. Timmy is an average kid. Oh, uh, like, you just I said Jimmy. You said... Sorry, I got Jimmy Timmy Power Hour four in my head. All again, it's hard to get it out. Um. Uh, and the show is it's no longer airing, is it? It. It I is, think it is. It is not. It was. It ended in 2017. There yeah. is, however, a live action reboot that just started airing on Paramount Plus oh, in 2021. I did, I did hear about Wait, this. Wait, what is this? It's it's on Paramount Plus. Oh. The Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter. Yes. It did not last long because yeah, IMDb says 2022 to 2022. It looks like it was removed from Paramount+. Plus. Probably. Like it just doesn't I exist mean... anymore. This is the main poster. I mean, you still have animated Cosmo That's and Wanda. fucking nightmarish. And where's Poof? You uh, no dead. longer have Poof. Poof <laughs> is no longer there? <laughs> he got SIDS and died. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Well, where's uh, Jorgen Von Strangle? I feel like that's that's a hidden movie in itself. Fairly Odd Parents, What Happened to Pooh? <laughs> Got Sins and that. Do you guys remember that live action, that uh, the, the live action... Uh, with fair, fair, Drake Bell. With Drake Bell. <laughs> no, remember they made three of them with Drake Bell? Oh, Drake my Bell God. Drake Bell and that... there's I can't remember her name, but she's in almost every single Nickelodeon live action show ever. And she usually either plays the ditzy girl um, or the insanely smart girl. And I remember she was in Zoe 101. Really quick. we have, It's not Drake Bell. It's Drake Campania. Um, oh, right. He changed his name. <laughs> he changed his name. When he moved to Mexico, he changed his name to Drake Campana. So he he get, moved to Mexico. So he wouldn't get deported, To try and right? flee his... Um, his charges? Yeah, his charges. Oh, and he changed his name to Jake Campana. Um, and he said, "Well, you cannot deport Jake Bell, Drake Bell, because he does not exist anymore." This bitch. I'm showing them a picture of Drake Bell, pink hat. I just admire that he just, rather than go under a full assumed name, he's like he Googled what is Spanish for Bell and then went with it. Like, oh my god! It, 
Oh God, I I'm so over. Like if I fled to Mexico, I'd get some crazy new name. But in this case, it's like Bell in Spanish, and it popped up. He's like, "That's it." Wow. Um. Anyway, I believe he is now under arrest. <laughs> but uh, I think I thought recently he went like missing, and the police were like, "He's in danger," and well, everyone's yeah. like, "What about the kids?" He did go missing, didn't he? Yeah, he went missing in yeah. Daytona Beach, Florida on April 13th. There was like a weird story about that. They Something did about find him. forgot him. his phone. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, it's that and everyone was like, why are we worrying about this grown man who has been proven to be a pedophile? Legal issues. and there's. I'm sorry, but I have to pause. In the 2011 fairly odd movie Grow Up Timmy Turner, the 2011 was the first Drake Bell live action. Do you guys know who voiced Baby Poof? Tell me. Was it Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. <laughs> Randy Jackson. I have to watch that now. <laughs> I have to know what scene Poof starts talking. It's Randy Jackson. <laughs> I have to know. Oh, my God. That's amazing. God. Um, but all, all this to say that Fairly Odd Parents led to Wishology, which is essentially the blank check of this show. Right. It was. An, it took them eighteen months to make this. It was their wow. first big um, experiment with hybrid CG and two D animation. Yeah. In this context, it's three hour long specials, you know, forty five minutes per hour with commercials. Right. Uh, played over three consecutive nights. It was a very big undertaking for them, and uh, it, like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when they do the the three. 3D CGI hybrid. If there's a, if there's a lesson that we all learned from the Power Hour movies is that you cannot 3D CGI's Timmy Turner. He looks like a gremlin. <laughs> he looks <laughs> nightmarish. Do you guys he see does. when you because Jimmy Neutron transferred to 2D like hand drawn like cartoons? Well, looks anything fine. transferred to 2D is usually going to be yeah, fine. It looks fine. It's when yeah. you try to do 3D and when it's the hybrid. It's too much for your eyes to just grapple onto. <laughs> no, I brought this 3D Timmy Turner. Oh my god! But it's too much for your eyes to just digest all of this information that's in front of you of like these really these weird looking fairies as chewed up pieces of gum on top of 2D robots. Um. <laughs> It just looks really weird. Yeah. This thing is so wild. Yeah, it is very wild. Um, I'm just sending pictures of uh, 3D Timmy Turner to all my friends right now. (laughs) 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 It's just like really unsettled them. (laughs) Just like his mouth. Yeah, it's like. His mouth is like the Joker mouth. It goes all the way up to his ears. Look at at that. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. It's too much. I mean, to be fair, like, the, the 3D animation in Jimmy Neutron as a, as a whole is weird. Is nightmare fuel sometimes. Is nightmare fuel in general. For even its most basic characters. Yeah, but the thing is, Jimmy Neutron has this really fun retro stylization to it. Yeah. I love it. It, it all works together yeah, it, as one. It makes a cohesive show. I'm a big Jimmy Neutron fan. Nah, fairly up parents all the way. Uh, I, I religiously watched both. Sorry, uh, it's like being a dog versus cat person. I prefer both. Like I liked the Jimmy Neutron movie, 
that sparked the show. Um, the nominee for the first Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Jimmy Neutron Are Boy you Genius? You're yeah. lying. You're lying. No way. Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius got nominated. Yeah, the the first um, Academy Award for Best Animated Feature was given in 2001, and the nominees were Shrek, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, and Monsters Incorporated. Wow. Shrek won. Well, yeah, oh, of course okay. Shrek won. So it's got... a little funny that Shrek won over Monsters. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it's probably because, yeah. look, there's... Shrek is an enjoyable experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. Not to say Monsters, Inc. isn't, because I love Monsters, Inc. But if you're a grown adult yeah. who's just, like, jaded to the yeah. world with your little kid in the theater, Shrek's you're going to laugh so much more at Shrek Don't than get. you are. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, where they were able to get Patrick Stewart, Stewart as and Martin Short. King Goobot and Martin Short as Ooblar. Wow. Those like, guys will do anything. <sighs> Um, yeah. The second year of the Best Animated Feature Academy Award, the nominees were Spirited Away, Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. Wow. We got to talk about Please Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron real quick. I was going to say Spirited Away. Spirited Away did win. Of course, as it should. But Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron is a fun movie where you can change any of the words in the title and it still works. Because it's Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. You can make it Stallion, Spirit of the Cimarron. Or you could make it Simran, Stallion of the Spirit, Spirit of the Stallion, Simran of the Spirit, Simran of the Stallion. Yeah, I guess it any does Any combination work anyway. of the words in that title works. Of Stallion the Simran Spirit. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Right? I mean, I yeah, of mice uh, and men walked so that of <laughs> so that could... the Stallion could run. Of men and mice. <laughs> Alexa, lights on. Wow, he thinks he's so fancy. Like it's snowing outside. Yeah, I know. What is this bullshit? Is it snowing outside? Yeah, what is this bullshit? And this episode's getting released... Uh, in the summer. In the summer. Folks, we are recording in... Uh, what's the date today? April 22nd, Chicago, Illinois. It is snowing outside. People will be listening to this episode on June 9th. Fuck it. Yeah. June 9th. Yes. Right before That's... the fateful day. Yeah, two days before. Two days before the fateful day. What's happening on June 10th? No, I was, I was making 11th. the joke. June 11th. What happens at 11 o'clock? What happens at 11 o'clock? Nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing happens. I get, my te- I get my teeth pulled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how most people equate marriage. <laughs> I had the old ball and chain on. Am I? No. Oh, um, Becca, don't listen. Um, <laughs> don't listen to that. No, okay. Back to Wish Holly. Yeah, yes. we've got. Where really did I fucking sidetrack. leave off? Where was I? Uh, that it. I don't remember. We were talking about animated. <laughs> oh, it feature. was released in hour long. Oh yeah, hour, three hour long increments. Yeah. Um, and it it's a moderate success. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, do we want to dive into the plot of this thing? What yes. plot? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, what plot? This was beautifully crafted, okay? Oh, no. This is borderline incomprehensible at times, but... It really is. It's the same plot over and over, which I feel like is a joke of most trilogies Well, first they find out like... that there's the earth wand, and then there's yeah. the wind wand, and then there's the fire wand. Ice wand. Or ice wand, and then they got to get the... Well, they're missing the fourth wand. They they do fire, the fourth, no, no, ice, no. The and... The fourth wand is the friends you made along the way. Oh, <laughs> Quite literally, in this case. <laughs> the fourth wand is kindness. Oh, my That's what God. We learned. You know what bit I do like about this that is funny? 
what? is that it follows the plot lines of most trilogies. But it, it seems to miss why most trilogies follow this plot line. Because the first one of these, they're the first in, like movie in the movie, is like, it's the story of the darkness is coming, Timmy has to stop it. At the end, he successfully stops it, and it goes away. There's a lingering threat it might come back, but he stops it. And then the next one ends with a cliffhanger. And then the third one wraps it all up. I mean, that's the same plot line as, like, you know, your Star Wars is. Lord or of the Rings. Your Pirates of the Caribbean's. Uh, if you're looking at just the first yeah. three, which I think the end is the best joke of all. Of yes. like, he's like, at least there's no other wand. And then it's like leads to this possible like yeah. fourth movie where it's like every single franchise that's done a trilogy has a fourth movie that comes out they like have, years and or years Or they at later. least like hint at it yeah. too. Or like, and it never comes. Right. But the thing that I find so funny is like the first installment of this ends, it's pretty well wrapped up. Like they have a big celebration and everything. They got kiss yeah they to, got like Gene literal kiss to perform to come in and voice himself yes and the thing that like but the thing that's funny is that you know star wars pirates of the caribbean when they wrap up their like all their plot lines in the first movie because if they never make sequels to star wars it ends they blow up the death star and they have a big celebration darth vader escaped but like you're that's a happy that's a resolution you're happy with yeah, yeah. that like works if they never make another yeah the, I like the joke that it makes here where it does that and then the follow-up is the next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Pirates of the Caribbean 2 basically has to kind of bend over backwards to loop the first movie into the overall lore it's telling. Yeah. Because it's almost, it's not even, we're not really connected. Yeah, because the first one is a completely independent plot and it ends. Yeah. If they never make sequels to Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one is a totally satisfactory movie. Yeah, exactly. But they have to bend over backwards in the second one. Well, actually, the Black Pearl was raised by Davy Jones. Yeah. And also, Bootstrap Bill became a part of this crew now. Yeah. And he survived because of them. Like, it works. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, But it is funny how this, this... this makes the same How joke. None of this has to be it, real. It, it needs a bigger catalyst yeah. in order to. And it needs yeah. a, like, it makes the joke of that, but then immediately follows it up the next day. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not funny enough to, like, successfully sit, tell me that's a parrot. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I was reading also parodies of, like, book trilogies as well. Yeah. Of, uh, uh here comes the English major. Um, <laughs> Of this is like, why we have you on today. <laughs> oh, sure. Of the hero's journey, let me tell you. Let me date you back to medieval times and all that work. Um, but no, of like, he's going on this basic victory tour yeah. that feels very Hunger Games. Yeah. Except yeah. he's just like basking in all the glory mm. where he's like, yeah, I did that. I'm the dude. If Or like also just the concept of him being like the guy. Yeah. Um, where he's selling video games yeah. where that feels like it's throwing in the face of just not movies, but the people who make them yes. <laughs> who are like, wow, we did that. We, we did made it, this top seller. Here's the video game tie in of the movie. And it's um, funny because they are making all these at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't even know if <laughs> yeah. the first one's going to be any good. <laughs> right. They're just going up, which I kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> I've like, they're Which having is funny. Their, yeah, too, because it's released the next yeah, day. They're so having their sense. cake and eating it, too, yeah. is what they're doing here. And I'm not quite sure that, you know, anyone else gets to share in this cake, in this scenario. Not really. Um, 
Something I do want to quickly say is I've always thought it would be a funny second installment of your movie if the first one ends with your guy and he, you know, beats the bad guys and he becomes incredibly wealthy and powerful. And the beginning of the second movie is just like him getting a gambling addiction and losing all of his money and getting stuck back to square one. And that's your catalyst for how he goes on another adventure. <laughs> it's like you completely just bankrupt him in the opening scene. Yeah. I've always thought that would be a good bit. I think there are movies that do that. There are movies that do similar things. Yeah. But like I'm talking like you start it with a poker face like your mom 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 and it's like a three minute montage of this guy just losing all of his money that he earned at the end of the first <laughs> one that that would be immediately knocking back to square one yeah yeah i mean yeah anyway enough of that silly idea uh so we start off with a cgi fly through of fairy world it's fairy world right not fairy land fairy world it's a fairy world it's fairy world it's fairy world it's I promise you it's fairy world. I oh, yeah. I just confirmed it's fairy world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know my fairy hot lore, uh, guys. <laughs> this very strange CGI fly-through of fairy world where it's like just, you know, the CG models you're going down the streets and whatnot. But they and have the still fucking figures. 2D cardboard cutouts of all the characters. Doing are just crosses. Standing doing there. crosses. And they're not moving. Their faces aren't moving. Their arms aren't moving. They just float by as if like there's a string and it's the cardboard flying it by. <laughs> It's very odd. Yeah. I very odd. odd. Parents. Parents. Ah. No. <laughs> One thing I do want to say about just this franchise and the TV show in general is like, so uh, this show, along with a few other shows, and I think Nickelodeon was the main one in particular, was, did you guys, I mean, I don't know. The, I, this might be particular for like, I'm going to pull the grew up in a small farm town oh, community God. bit oh again. God. But like I knew, music. I knew very like strict there better be some religious conservative <laughs> families. I knew some very like strict. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Keep it going. No. I knew some. <laughs> I think I'm about to witness a murder. <laughs> Keep going. No, not if you do that. Go. All right, so. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hit stop recording. <laughs> We're not recording anymore. Did the light actually go off? <laughs> I'll be disconnected. Let me just dial your mic down. All right, whatever. If, if the audience, no, going. if the audience finds this right, annoying, right. then you can blame Jeff and give us one star. So no, like I, I, I knew some like really strict conservative religious families mm-hmm. that banned their kids from watching Nickelodeon shows. And the reason why is because if you think about it, all almost all Nickelodeon shows, the parents are stupid. Now you may think it's like, well, there's a lot of kids shows where like the parents are like very dumb. <laughs> Keep going. All right. I'm just going to stop. No, keep going. Keep going. I I see what you're saying. Because they're not only the parents are not only portrayed as stupid. They're portrayed as either absent or or abusive. Yeah. And it's like Timmy's parents leave him alone for long durations of time with an abusive babysitter in Vicky. Yeah. And so I I knew and same with like Jimmy Neutron. Like I felt like I knew a lot of like families that like 
barred their kids from ever watching Nickelodeon shows for that reason. Yeah, I didn't know anyone who barred Nickelodeon in general, but I had friends whose like parents were like religious conservatives, and they wouldn't let them watch this show specifically because yeah. of magic. Because of the magic connection. Yeah, the yeah. Mag- same parents like wouldn't let their kids read Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, there's. it's very odd to think that a show like Fairly Odd Parents has that. But what I also enjoy, though, is that Fairly Odd Parents kind of leans into that a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, especially with the, the wishologies, like the middle-age concert thing. And they're always like, middle-age bladders, Marf. Where My like, back! <laughs> no, where he's like, did I pack everything? Opens it up. It's a crap ton of drugs. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God. They're going. They're like woodstocking. Yeah, they're woodstocking. This. But it turns out he's like, here's my back medication, and here's my kidney regulator, and here's yeah. this and that, my blood pressure medication. No, th- this this show he's does like, not. He's like, you got, and Crocker comes in, he's like, you got, if you don't have aspirin glasses, or what was the other thing? Aspirin, glass, and, oh, God, it was like. Aspirin, glasses, and money for gas. Yeah. Those were the three things that he needed, and he had all three. Which I think is like kind of code for the old saying of like, if you don't have ass, glass, and money for gas, glass being meth. (laughs) (laughs) I did not catch that. Yeah. There's another really like adult mature joke that I want to point out when we get to it. Oh, I think I know what it is. You know what it is. School. But... Oh, you don't? Oh, no. there's uh, two different jokes. Oh, uh, okay. There's so many So, jokes. anyway, this yeah. This gets really kinky at one point. It does get really kinky. Look, I'll say with the opening. The glutes? The, well, <laughs> not the glutes. The glutes. But I will say just in the opening sequence alone, the wand and just the circle of darkness, the way that it kind of emerges. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the entire time, I was like, this Yeah, anytime is... this big red circle of darkness appears, a wand does perk up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me they're not trying to say something there. So It's about sex. <laughs> um, we were talking about the beginning of this. Yeah, so this movie starts in the Matrix. Yeah. It does. Basically, we're doing like we're we're bouncing back and forth through trilogies. Yeah. Not really, though, because it's Matrix, Lord, Lord of the of Rings, Rings, and then Harry Potter. Yeah. And Harry Potter isn't a trilogy. It's more of a saga. As the Wikipedia description of this says, in parodies of the Matrix, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter, despite Harry Potter not being a trilogy. Right. Mm. So it, Wikipedia it is, is calling those motherfuckers out. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's more so along the lines of like, he's bouncing back and forth on franchises that have chosen ones because yeah. he's the yes. chosen one. He's, you are the one, Neo. He's uh, Tio. Tio. Tio, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um, um, and it's funny too when he does like he's jumping off yeah. the roof and cro- like the multiple crockers are right there yeah. and it spins once and then he spins again and he's like, okay, we've spun yeah. one too many yeah. times. I need to. The fall. multiple crockers bit being Agent Smith was pretty funny. I, okay. That pisses me off. That pissed you <laughs> off. Why? Because he just multiplies. Right. He doesn't change other cartoons. Agent Smith cannot multiply. He, he has to touch a person. He's a virus. <laughs> okay. He infects. Okay. I've never seen oh. Jeff so Jeff angry. gets very passionate about the little things. <laughs> I like the Matrix. Yeah, um, it's good. Matrix 4? Okay, movie. Uh, Matrix uh, look, 4 may be a masterpiece. I was upset with the portrayal of Middle Earth <laughs> because I, I thought it was one very funny that poof as legolas mm-hmm. um i thought that was just so cute yeah 
but Cosmo, Cosmo is Gollum. Gollum. That fit. <laughs> that fit perfectly the, well. The onion ring. The, the ring of power. It's like, this isn't a ring. This is a, a teething ring. <laughs> Poof takes it. And then it's like, this isn't a ring. This is an onion, onion ring. ring. Cosmo takes it. And rubs the grease on his skin. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you notice, Wanda like throws the like ring that was on her finger over to Timmy and if you look closely on the ring, the it inside says, says made in New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> yeah. And I just started cackling. Yeah. I was like, that's really It's funny. such a small detail. That but you, like, you have to it. stop yeah. to look at it properly. I remember how I spent five minutes just looking yeah. closely. Dissecting. To be like, is this is what I'm seeing? Yeah. But then they bad. go up Mount Doom. Yes. To like throw the ring in. And then he throws it in. Everything is happy. And he's like, I need a movie with more action. And I was like, sit down, you little child. This Lord of the Rings franchise yeah. has the greatest action scene. It's the best, like, anticlimactic bit. action than Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Because he throws the ring in, and it's like... And yeah. everything changes back. It was like, well, that was anticlimactic. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I was like, I was ready for like Cosmo to throw himself in yeah. after the ring, and for it to like turn into like a pool of chocolate or something, because yeah. they really built up that yeah. Mount Doom is chocolate. It's some bullshit. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Also, like, I feel like Wanda should have been Sean Bean. He should have been Boromir. Killed? Wanda, Wanda dies <laughs> that would, in no, the No, but that would have been a funny joke, though, if, like, Poof, like, started biting her, and she was just yeah. like, oh, like. It's great. So, well, he goes to Harry Potter next. Yeah. And he's playing Quidditch, or as they call it, like, Humble Snook or some bullshit. <laughs> like um, poof, because it's a playoff of Poof the, being the golden, the golden snitch. snitch. Adorable. It's very cute. <laughs> uh, poof is very cute. Yeah, I got, the, I'll give it to Poof. The real question is: Would Cosmo be in Gryffindor? Because they're all wearing the colors of Gryffindor. Be idiot Hufflepuff. He'd drown in the lake by. Whoa! Oh, hold up! Hold up! Whoa. Hufflepuffs are not stupid. No, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor because oh. like Pottermore cannot <laughs> figure out what I am. I think you're a Gryffindor. I'm. I've taken the quiz and I've gotten both Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. I think you're a Gryffindor. I don't know. Honestly, Gryffindor is a little too. What do you guys think? It's I too overhyped. What? What do you guys think? You're a Slytherin. I'm actually a Ravenclaw. Oh. No, you're one thousand. I don't believe that. You're one thousand percent Slytherin. No, I'm a Ravenclaw. Pottermore puts me in Ravenclaw. I, I, I don't buy it. I will say, like, I'm like sixty percent Ravenclaw and then like twenty or thirty percent Slytherin. Like, it is my second next class i don't believe it why but hold on i want to pause podcast why do you think i'm slytherin have you met you you are you besides jeff you are the second most chaotic person ever you will do a bit just to like <laughs> just to fucking annoy another person i feel like that's more gryffindor behavior though to be chaotic to do bits yeah or hufflepuffs i'm more conniving than that yeah, that's a Slytherin trading claw. I would consider conniving to be Slytherin. I would think uh, astuteness is more Ravenclaw. I don't know. Pottermore says I'm Ravenclaw. It makes sense. That's it makes sense. sense. Sure. You're not yeah, a villain. Yeah. Yet. Um, <laughs> Look, Slytherins are not all the villains. <laughs> they mostly are. They're just anti-heroes. They're the they're the, the morally gray figure that when you're older in life you like them more than the actual like protagonist. You know what I like in Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Uh 
that J.K. Rowling, uh, a notoriously chill person, uh, yeah, with good political done nothing, viewpoints, nothing has done wrong, nothing wrong. Has made no hot takes. Like the last movie is, or the book is all about like Snape actually not being that bad of a guy, and how like you know there's light in the bad guys. Like Draco and there's darkness and in the good. Yeah, but it, it fucking ends, and they're like, "All right, who wants to help fight?" And all the Slytherins are taken are like, down to the dungeon. He's out. He's like, "Mr. Phillips, take him down to the dungeon." <laughs> like the entire like student body. They're like twelve. <laughs> they're all taken to the dungeon. <laughs> Some of them are just none like, of them stick around. It's a quarter of your potential fighting force. Yeah. Put at least put them on the front lines. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are basically non-existent. I, I just think that's that's kind of like <laughs> that's an, true. In, that's kind of interesting to think about in light of the viewpoints that she's just like, yeah, these these few important bad guys are actually good. The rest of them can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, there may be, right. there, may, there may be four There's houses only good and in bad the Harry Potter and they lore, mix. but there really is just Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah, it is. It's I. We need more. We need we need more Ravenclaw Hufflepuff representation. But um. But anyway, I thought, I thought uh, Vicky as Voldemort yes, was funny. Moldy and she, Moldy wart. And she was like, it might not be moldy, but it there sure is, is a wart. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just adjusting my hair. It was getting pulled Ooh. by the, the headset. Ooh. I got to get a haircut. Wow. Um, so while they're wow. playing Huffle Fork or <laughs> dumb, fu- <laughs> dumb Fuckle Boar, um, you hear, Timitana. Stop! And Arnold Schwartz and Jurgen von Strangle <laughs> appears on a broom, and he zaps Cosmo on him, poof away, and then zaps Timmy back to his house. Yeah, Timmy wakes up in his house, and nobody remembers him. Yeah, he has been yeah. forgotten. I thought he wakes up. He, he wakes up outside his house, and then he walks in, and then his parents are like, "Who's they call this little like migrant?" A, an urchin. <laughs> yeah, they call him a street, <laughs> street urchin. urchin. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, enjoy the muffin, street urchin." We decided not to have a kid because we wanted to have more time and, and money. money for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, I really am a financial burden on my parents." Yeah. <laughs> um. And so then he's like, he goes to school, and this is where my favorite joke comes in. So he nobody remembers him. He goes to school and he's like, "Well, if I have to endure the American education system without magic, magic, I better be prepared." Yeah. Cut to inside the classroom, looking at the door. Door opens. He's in full bullet piercing body armor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> God damn it!" <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. And uh, very he w- good. He very walks good. in the classroom and uh, <laughs> very dark. Um. Mr. Crocker is writing words that start with F on the board. Um, and it's all just like fairies. But he starts writing the last one. He's like, F, U. And then, and then he's like, who is the student? And Timmy's like, it's me, Timmy Turner. He's like, I don't know you. And they throw him out. Yeah. Well, then he goes up to AJ and, you know, Trixie, because, you know, that's his crush. Yeah. Um, and he's like, why don't you guys remember me? And screams out his name. He's like, I'm, I'm Timmy Turner. 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 Boom. And then like the Eliminator. Eliminator comes in. is just it's a big robot present. And then eliminate Timmy Turner. And then he's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say my name. Yeah. He's got right. he's got the what do they say in Harry Potter? Deathly Hollows where like Vol- they got the taboo on Voldemort's name. So whenever you say Voldemort's name, yeah. they know where you are. They got that on Timmy Turner. Yeah. 
folks. It's a tracker. I googled Trixie Tang. Trixie um, Tang. That's her name. And I discovered there's a fan fiction show called The Fairly Odd Parents: The Next Generation. Oh shit. What? Um, what? In which they have made Trixie. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. 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 Oh, wow. No. Those those are some muscly thighs and yeah. I'm living for them. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen more muscles on <laughs> on a set of thighs than what I just saw yeah. Trixie Tang. Uh, <laughs> Trixie Tang fan fiction. I'm going to get off this page before the FBI arrests me. <laughs> They're going to be like, "Why is this man looking at an, an animated Tang character who is softcore?" Like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, that's what I was kind of seeing. <laughs> I got out of that page very quick. Oh, God. So the Eliminator tries to destroy Timmy Turner. And then that's when Jorgen Von Strangle comes back again. Yeah. I told you not to say a name. Well, before that, he jumps on. It's it's the funny joke of which getaway vehicle is he going to go on. Yeah. And it's this. He's like, I need to get out of here fast. First up, a snail. Yeah, just a, a big snail. <laughs> and then after that, I think this is the vehicle I would have taken. But it was the old man <laughs> with the push cart, yeah, <laughs> like right behind him. And I would have taken that because I would have just been like, Hey, look at this winning bingo card, and mm-hmm. just held it over, and he would have gone like the speed of light. And then after that, it was AJ's like hover yeah. vehicle that's supposed to also be, I think, a call to um back to the future yeah something like um, that and so they're on the run and then jorgen von strango comes in saves him takes him to fairy world and then kind of lays him down with the whole thing that's going on that long time ago there was a thing called the darkness that invaded fairy world back then all the fairies united and well now they used to be warriors yeah they used to they be used warri- to be tall they used to be like think of Tall, muscly. They were all like Wonder Woman. They were all Jorgen Von Strangles. Imagine Jorgen Von Strangle, but like a hundred of them. That's what the fairies used to be. And so they they fought back the darkness, sent it back into the far dark reaches of space. All the warrior fairies went after it. And all the stars you see in the sky are all the fairies that are protecting us from the darkness. Yeah. Um, but then when we found out the Big Dipper was missing, the stars disappeared. <laughs> stars and he's are... like, no wonder, no wonder Mr. Crocker said he never yeah. heard of the Big Dipper. Yeah. And then he's like, well, it's okay because we have all the stars. There's still a bunch of stars up there, right? He looks up. They all go out. Uh, that is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, then you must fulfill the prophecy. He's like, prophecy? He's like, there's a cave. A there's cave. a cave. cave. We will go like, there. Get ready for this long journey. And it proceeds to be them going on this long journey. He's in the fucking desert. Yeah. Climbing a mountain. And he's climbing a mountain. But then he stops at a rest stop that's porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to follow me in there. <laughs> and uh, they walk out and they end up back, back at Barry the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, that we just. It's like that was kind of pointless. Wait, is it that cave over there? Is it like <laughs> a science is free Wi-Fi. Yeah, he's like, oh yes, we use that, that for it. we use it for parties and if events. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> uh, so they get into the cave. There's some cave drawings. It's like Timmy, you are the chosen one. And he's like, how do you know that? Because there is a man with a hat. With there's a, a pink, man with a hat. With a pink hat. A pink hat. Buck, buck teeth. Buck teeth. He has a TT written on his chest. Timmy Turner. So Timmy you, Turner. So you must be the chosen one. 
And, and the Jimmy's like, well, that could be anybody. He's like, and he's didn't like, you just say my name? <laughs> oh. And, then, and it did echo a little bit. Yeah. And he does a little, like, <laughs> his little jazz <laughs> thing. Like, like, you said you my mean? name. It's like, it's like, oh. Oh yeah, did I say it? it's like, and you said it, and there was a little echo in it. <laughs> it's the hand gesture. So the eliminators come back, and there's another fight. Chase, they go to Chase. Vegas. They go to Vegas, or the outskirts of Vegas. Yeah, <gasps> where Jurgen sacrifices himself tragically, disguises himself as Timmy Timmy Turner, and he goes, he looks at him, and he's like, Timmy, I may have, I may hate you, but. I hate yeah, that more. <laughs> but not even yeah. just yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. And he leaves and he's like, Hey, look at me, I'm an idiot. Look I'm at me, Timmy I'm Turner. Timmy Turner. <laughs> suck me off. Oh, suck me off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that was Jeff. not a mistake. <laughs> and they suck him up <laughs> into their vortex. <laughs> suck me off. Can you say that, that slower, Jeff? Suck me off. No. Up. <laughs> it is me, Timmy Turner. Suck me off. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. It is me. I was elected to lead, not to read. Number three. Uh <laughs> so I don't remember what happens after so that. So he leaves behind the motorcycle, like the eliminators leave because they think that Timmy is now eliminated. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, how am I supposed to get out of here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And so he hops on the motorcycle being like, oh, right. He, this motorcycle can go yeah. wherever you want it to. Proceeds to rev it, open the portal, and the motorcycle takes off without yeah. it. And the portal closes. And he goes, well, that, that happened. <laughs> I forgot. There's also a bit where, like, he's like, where are all the fairies? Like, don't worry. They're all in a very safe location. And then he turns he turned them all into gumballs without their wands. <laughs> in a diner. In a, in a little diner in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, oh, I feel bad for Binky, who's at the bottom. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, it's me, Binky. Oh, gosh. And then this, like, nerdy kid comes up. And <laughs> then we get the most horrific like, scene. And he puts in a quarter. He does it. And they're like, ah. Binky, Binky no! And he Binky, like, yes. <laughs> he starts chewing on Binky. He's like, no! <laughs> we get a scene from what the fuck was that Seth Rogen movie with the animated food that was dying? Sausage, sausage party. party. We get a sausage party like scene where <laughs> Jeff has sausage party. Of course you do. It's for that food orgy scene. You sick fuck. Um, um, <laughs> oh God. And so he's literally chewing on Binky. Uh, Binky's like, oh my god, this feels really weird, guys. <laughs> and. Yeah, it's, it's and then all of a sudden he opens his hand and they're like, "Oh, Binky!" and they're like, "Ah, quarters!" and he buys all of them. Yes, yes. He pres- Cosmo's the next to get chewed, and he discovers that he can well, turn into a balloon. He got chewed because he did the ultimate husband goal of uh, when Wanda was the one who got picked. He threw himself in harm's way to save her. Threw himself in the guy's mouth. You have to also believe that. Cosmo is probably not a good gumball flavor. <laughs> he probably tasted rank. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, he turns into a balloon and then uh, somehow they, bubble. They, they... A bubble. He grabs onto Wanda and um, poof. Yeah. And, and they then they just float away. out yeah. of the restaurant. And then every single fairy proceeds to go jump, jump into in the his kid's mouth. mouth this kid and is scarred assault, for life assault, orally assaults this child yes um, <laughs> all jump into this kid's mouth he has overload of all the chewy uh, substances <laughs> he can't contain so many jaw. so many fairy juice <laughs> in his mouth mm. uh, 
starts to and choke. And they float away into the desert. Yes. As uh, gumball balloons. Meanwhile, Fatty, or Timmy, he's yeah, a costume. Are you, are you due to do the voice for what the if rest? I just did Schwarzenegger for the rest of the episode? Honestly, no. I would. I would. No, don't encourage. I, <laughs> don't I, encourage. I encourage. Don't it. encourage. All right. So what? No! I, Timmy is in the desert. God damn it! And suddenly he is attacked by Murph. Murph. Oh, Murph! our men, our men in black. Yeah. Oh yeah. All played by the same person. All played by Patrick Warburton, Cronk. who has the single best voice in Hollywood. Are you kidding? I wanted there to be a moment where they reference the Emperor's New Groove, yeah. where he went like, "We oh, it yeah. was the guy in the restaurant." It's all coming together. <laughs> it was the guy in the restaurant who put Cusco in the back of his cart. <gasps> so we find the guy. So if we, the go cart. For, if we go for, if we go find the cart, we find the cart. We find the guy. If we find the guy, we find Cusco. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's all, all coming, coming together. together. The diner scene from the Emperor's New Groove is. Probably the best ten minutes of American animation. <laughs> 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 like everything that happens in that diner, it was it was pretty iconic. <laughs> My favorite's when they go to uh, his house in the village and they just run switch back and forth of uh, jump roping. Yeah, <laughs> and like okay, so it turns out that they went to the other place. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a good. Have bit. You, I liked do it. you know that bit about Emperor's New Groove? How that movie got made? No, uh, no, it's basically improvised. Because oh, beautiful. they were making a movie called Kingdom of the Sun. Okay, was which it was supposed to be more serious. Yeah, it was about it was the guy who wrote um, or who directed The Lion King was doing it. It was called mm-hmm. Kingdom of the Sun. It was about like a Mayan civilization. It was very serious, um, like a big a big musical, and it just wasn't working. No matter how much work they put into it, um, and so he basically got let go from the project. Some new guys got brought in, and they were just trying to figure out like how to sell what they could salvage out of this movie. And like, well, we can use these assets and just kind of make a comedy out of it. Sting had done an entire soundtrack for the movie. Um, Sting? Yeah. You can actually listen to the songs online. They're still out there. Like, Yzma has a villain song. She's trying to, like, destroy the sun, so it's a world of eternal darkness. Oh. You, it's actually a really good song. You I actually feel like I want this movie yeah. to get made. And so the basically just went back to the drama that Disney's like, all right, you guys have, like, a year and a half. We have to put something out. Uh-huh. What can you make out of this? And they all just kind of got together and they just started animating and like improvising what scene should be. The movie did not have a script. They just figured it out. They brought the actors in and just kind of riffed for a little bit in the recording booths. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now it'd be funny if they went to a diner and Kronk was the cook. And so they're like, yeah, let's just do that. So they would like design a diner and they're like, what if they did a happy birthday song? Um, the movie is finished. And Disney says, all right, we need a script to submit to the WGA. And they said, we don't have one. And they're like, well, we can't have a movie be legal without a script. So the director's like, all right. So he goes back and he watches the movie and he types up everything that happens. He has to transcribe everything. And so the script for Emperor's New Group is transcribed from the finished movie. Wow. There's this incredible article online called The Oral History of the Emperor's New Group that I would highly recommend reading. It's like a 20 minute read, but it is so good. Wow. Um, Wow. It's well, just like all this, like the nonsense that went into it. Just drop that well, little bit of I'm, gold. The, well, I know what yeah. I'm going to go do after yeah, this. Yeah, Fairly Odd Parents uh, Wishology they, episode. They brought, like, there's a whole character who was cut out of the movie, voiced by um, Owen Wilson. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. So, so Men in Black. Yes. Our next, Murph. Our next joke along the way. And, Jock, I'm sending you the article right now if you wanted to read it at some point. Awesome. 
which um i don't know they were i don't know what happens they were i i remember that they were oh it's because they they bring him in they arrest timmy and then he's at their like headquarters Mm -hmm. and they're like you know what we did a whole history on you and guess what there is no history there is no history and they're like who is this kid and they're like you and he's like you gotta listen to me you guys fight aliens right and they're like yeah and they're like he's like there's there's this thing called the darkness and it's gonna take our world and they're like what a dumb kid and they know nothing and then proceeds to like yeah just honestly minutes of forgettableness (laughs) like i don't remember much of their role yeah that's that's basically all that the guys do uh the murph it's like introducing them for the second and the third yeah because like he he immediately escapes from them um and oh because they're like we have tickets for marf Oh, and then Middle Age Rock Festival, and it's oh because the prophecy said the wand is under a rock or on top of a rock sealed with a kiss. Yes, where I think they missed the opportunity to have Seal uh, play (laughs) Kiss from a Rose, (laughs) where it's sealed with a kiss, but instead of it being Seal, it's a seal. (laughs) There's a literal seal involved. Like how funny would that have been? It's a missed opportunity. (laughs) But they use Kiss, and he realizes like, oh, the guitar. It's Kiss. It's it's Ace Frehley's star-shaped guitar. Around this point is when we're introduced to or the lead exterminator. Who comes? Who comes to Earth and gets a disguise? He has a leather jacket. His glasses. He like steals. Uh, he's at a biker bar and he steals like a leather jacket and sunglasses. And something I like not is not parody of anything at all. Well, what I like is in each installment he has to get the leather jacket back in a new way. Yeah. Which is the Terminator bit. Yeah. Have you seen all three of the original Terminators? Yes. You, all three. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. The three. Do I have news for you? The three trilogies. The yeah. three in like the, there's technically only. I, the Terminator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Terminator 3, Rise of yeah. the Machines. Yeah. The thing I like about those three movies is that in each one, there's a more convoluted way he gets the leather jacket. Because <laughs> the first one, he just kills Bill Paxton and puts it on. Yeah. In the second one, he goes it's to a, a biker a, bar. A, yeah. A biker bar. In the third one, it's a strip club. Yeah. Or it's a um oh it's well, a dra- it's a drag show yeah it's a drag show it's a drag show and it's a um like a cop or a like a biker you know skimpy outfit yeah and he steals it from that and it's like progressively playing on the bit that he gets the same jacket every time <laughs> somehow yeah I didn't even clock that yeah quite honestly I was just like wow this robot looks really cool with the leather jacket Favorite said he's like when he walks around he has his like predator vision on yeah and he does the scans like boots pants underwear bit yeah and then shirt jacket sunglasses perfect fit match perfect match yeah. <laughs> and it's like what if he found like the perfect boots on one guy the perfect pants on one guy perfect shirt and he's like I need your boots, I need your pants, I need your shirt, and I need your jacket. <laughs> if it but needs, we can get it. I think that his two little buddies, his two buddy robot buddies, were the greatest characters. Because <laughs> all they guys. wanted to do was go shopping. <laughs> Chill out on Hawaii. <laughs> they're like, they're in fairy, fairy world, and they're like, hey, we saw some cute little shops. Do you think we could go around to them? And he's like, what? And he, he's like, no. 
and he sucks them up and they like yeah. go everywhere. I don't remember if it was the first or the second, but they got pink shirts because mm-hmm. there was a pink shirt. Oh, it's shirts. the first one. They got it's pink a pink shirt, shirt store. <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna skip kind of close to the end because I think that's all we really have. We basically are at the end. Timmy yeah. goes to Marf, where Kiss is performing, sees a sea of middle aged people. White wand, which is yeah. like electric guitar. Uh, which they find out Kiss is actually the Galactic Protectors. Yes. That um, they are fairies. Yes. They are fairies. They are fairies, and which I think is... Which I think getting Kiss in a recording booth and having them record the line, we are fairies, it, is astounding. It's Gene to- Simmons and Paul Stanley, the actual people from Kiss. Yeah. Yes, because the others are kind of just on but the side. But I will say, they've done a lot of... Like, Kiss has a lot of, like, animated cameos. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're in Family Guy, I'm pretty sure. Are they in this episode of Scooby-Doo? There's, I'm sure they're in Scooby-Doo. They're in Sim- The Simpsons and some... like They're they, in everything. There was, like, a period in, like, this time era, 2007, 2009... Where they were like doing a ki- animated kiss was everywhere. <laughs> it was like, how guys, we're losing our market. How can we? How can we get better? Oh, I know. We could do cameos in kid show cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our big move. That's our big move right now. Who's by Detroit Rock City album? Nine year olds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which to that's be fair, a, I actually did have a Kiss CD when I was like ten. Oh yeah, I love Kiss. I have I'm a my... Kiss record. I have yeah. a Kiss shirt. I didn't wear it today because it, I don't have it with me. Was it because Kiss was like more like a family friendly rock kind of like not by accident? I think not not. Yeah. In the beginning, it like it wasn't, but it ended up turning into that. But it's like there's they still like constantly like kind of push the line a little bit, but not enough for people to be uncomfortable with it. Like Detroit Rock City is the most like milk toast, like nothing's nothing's bad kind of rock song. Yeah, and it's funny because like they're guys who dress them in funny costumes and and perform music. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at and Gene Simmons. <laughs> they're like basically glorified uh party clowns. When you think about it. Oh, <laughs> well, every single in, and this is how you lose every single fan of We just from your <laughs> Jeff, <room>. we, <laughs> Jeff, you know what we haven't done in a while? What? Alienated a part of it. <laughs> alienated <laughs> a subsegment of our audience. Angelica and Travolting, we like alienated who do we alienate? Australians? White Castle fans. White Castle fans. Which I haven't done a White Castle bit in a while. Yeah, and you because you, it's taken hold in your real life. Yeah, it has. <laughs> that was White Castle's revenge. That was White Castle's revenge. White Castle fans, Australians, British people probably, I think. <laughs> I think it's time we alienate another uh, segment of our audience, and that is uh, Kiss fans. <laughs> no, Kiss is, I wow. like Kiss. Kiss holds a special place in my heart. I'm not making fun I of like them. Kiss. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you really Granted, look... it's I haven't listened to them in a while, and obviously, like, each of the individual members have Can their I own, like, little... Or not even little, like, have their controversy. Yes. I was looking at... Like, Gene bam, Simmons bam. I was just looking at his controversy section of Wikipedia, which is longer than the rest of the artists. Gene Simmons alone has a lengthy list of, you know... Maybe that's why they did children's television yeah. because they're, they're trying, trying to repair, repair their his public image. image. Oh man, look at the glutes on that kid! Oh my god! So, so he gets there. He gets. They their basically guitar. test him, yeah. where they're like, "How do we know if you're the actual chosen one?" Um, and he, I don't remember. Takes, what I he think he takes a guitar and he. Oh, and does he plays something. a solo. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I feel it. <laughs> And you feel it now, the, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> he feels it. And he plays his solo and it like 
causes a tornado of light yeah. to come down and suck up all of the all of the exterminators and, and banishes the darkness which felt very much like a i for some reason i can't think of what movie it is probably like an insane number yeah. of movies where it's like the illusion of like they become good again yeah. and then they fade into heaven yeah um and they fade away in like a goodbye scene yeah. um and then they go away and they're like, yay, we did it. Timmy's parents show up with yeah. Mr. Crocker. They're late for the concert. Yeah. They miss it and they have to go to the bathroom yeah. again. And of course, old people. Am I right? America? Actually, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, well, and this is perfect timing because we're now at the end where they're celebrating the defeat of yeah. the darkness and the eliminators. Kiss puts on a concert. Kiss puts on a In concert. It's great. And, and then, at this point, I would love to tell the audience, thank you very much for listening. You can find us no, on we Instagram. Two more of these we have two more parts to cover, folks. <laughs> but you know who shows up right here? There's oh, a flash of it's light. Turbo. It's Turbo and Thunder. Turbo and you hear a voice. And that it voice is Brendan Fraser. At the end of the fucking film. Yeah. What if this was the end? <laughs> That'd be so sad. Uh, but he appears and he's like, "I'm here to save the day." And he he is the chosen one. Yeah. It's like it's me, on the Turbo walls. Thunder, the chosen one. And Timmy's like, "Wait a minute, what? You mean he's the chosen one?" No, he takes before he does all that. He takes the guitar, and he's like, "There's my, there's the chosen one." And he takes it. He plays this nasty guitar lick, and then he looks up and he's like, "All right, here I come, darkness." And everyone's just like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Oh, am I late?" <laughs> They're like. The darkness is gone. Yeah, it's like, they're oh, like, who did I miss it? You? And they're like, you're not the chosen one. Very, very uh, metaphorical to Brendan Fraser's career, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, and and then he goes away very sad, and he like almost in a sense vows revenge on Timmy. Yeah. It would have been perfect if uh, we had a very similar scene like we did with Pitch Perfect, where they're all at Fairy World celebrating, having a party, grand time, Kiss is doing a concert, and they're all chanting chosen one chosen one and the camera's like doing a wide shot in the celebration except that it pans over we're in a bedroom turbo thunder's crying under the bed yeah. she's <laughs> muttering chosen one chosen well, one the movie that, ends <laughs> this is oddly a very self-autobiographical brendan role yeah because he is yeah. the chosen one who came in too late um he's kind of cast out and he has to go through a long sabbatical with some soul searching and kind of come back as an older, wizened, like, part of the scene. Yeah. Which is where his career's at now, in his comeback period. Did Fairly wow, so call their shot? Did they pull a Simpsons and predict yeah, the future? Yeah, they kind of pull, called their shot with Brendan here. Wow. I think it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the movie movie ends. Everything's happy. They have the one the one wand. Yeah. Uh, so so you would think... Because we start the exciting middle part, the second one. Yes. Um, and Do you have to go to the bathroom? No, I was making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. We still have two more. We still have two more of these. I think we're going to speed through these ones. A lot less happens in these ones. It's a lot they're, of the same they're very stuff. very carbon copy. Yeah. This one, the second one, literally nothing happens. It's like no, a Star Wars joke. It, and it ends in, oh, yeah, where he's like, yeah, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy did this. Or no, no, no. I thought that's how they started the third one. Well, they start with the third one. This one's mostly like they're at the cantina. And oh, yeah. yeah, where it's like he 
his what is it his friend his friends and his mom and his dad get abducted yes. by the the, dark the eliminators and put into Abracatraz. Yeah, Abracatraz. It's the Yugopotamians. Yes, it starts yes, with the Yugopotamians. Because they need the... Um, the fake of fires. The fake A of bunch fires. of squid people. Yeah. Um, and, and we get Mark back. Yeah, Mark Chang. Mark Chang. Who's <laughs> the prince of Where I'm like... We all do. He's like, saw, saw dude. dude. He's like, Timmy. <laughs> Bra. He's like, my guy, dude. But, Where are we going? But, and he's like, you need to join me as my sidekick. And he's like, nah, I'm more of a mouse. And changes into a mouse and just eats wieners. So they, um, it starts with the Yugopotamian people and the darkness comes and takes them all away and steals their fake fires. Mark Chang is supermaned um, into yes. a pod and sent to Earth as the last surviving son of Yugopotamian. His dad doesn't get to finish his little monologue because yeah. the mom was like, shut up. Yeah, mom shoots him off into space. Mark Chang's like, whoa, dad! And you already know that it's going to be the running bit of this movie. Yeah. That they're going to continually send off the spaceship before everyone's on it. It happens, I think, four times. I think so. I think four or five. Five too many. Oh, my God. He's Uh pulling out the second Red Bull. That's 40 ounces of Red Bull. 40 ounces of Red Bull. And it's not even 1 p.m. What? Do you want matcha? What I brought some matcha. <gasps> you did not. And so Mark Tang crashes on Earth, or so we think. Um, yes. Timmy. It's a fake out. Timmy, um, he's living his lap of luxury. And Cosmo Wander, like, you need to stop living. Like, oh my God. Um, Cosmo Wander, like, Timmy, you need to stop living as such an egotistical person. And then, yes, because it's it's a solid what, basically fifteen minutes yes. of the film where he's just basking in his own glory, yes. going from, oh they they have the wand yeah. just on the statue of yeah. Timmy and he's like I don't think they got my likeness and <laughs> Cosmo smacks his ass yeah. and goes his glutes are too hard. <laughs> uh, so. That cosmosy. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, at this point, yeah. So uh, Mark comes back. Or you guys already said we, that we've re- we've um, been covering. Yeah. So <laughs> so um, Mark fake or like crash lands, but in reality, there's another Mark. Yeah. Um. And so Timmy is like he's discovering that his parents have been replaced by exterminators. Yeah. I, I was gonna say we're we're at the part of the movie where. What's like the rep- movie replicant of this where it's like everybody they know has actually been like turned into a doppelganger? Uh, it's like the pod people. Yeah. Invasion of the body snatchers. It's funny. Yeah. They do the same bit in the third one. Yeah, they do. They do. Because yeah. um, um, essentially everybody but, in Timmy's life has been replaced by. But they only do the bit far, like far for far less amount of time in the third one. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just supposed to be like it's an illusion. Um, but he's tricked by the eliminators and thinking that his parents came back from the vacation yeah from the second vacation they ditched timmy yeah. for, um where wanda's like your parents missed you and they're like oh my god you're back we went on a ski yeah. trip but we're gonna bring you to our hawaiian vacation yeah. and then he's like just wait for it three two one you hear the car speed away yeah and they're like oh timmy we have a surprise for you downstairs he goes downstairs thinking his parents finally love him yeah 
And they're like, nah. It's exterminators. <laughs> it's eliminators. Goes outside. Trixie wants to give him yeah. a kiss. And he's like, I'm not going to fall for their tricks anymore. And she's like, Timmy, I've been wanting to kiss you for so long. And he's like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. Eliminator. And that's when you should know. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, 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 and then we cut to like a scene where he's just full on making out with an eliminator. Yeah, it takes he, him an hour. The eliminator before. doesn't he's know nude? what to do. It's really weird. <laughs> he, he, um, it's like, Timmy, how long have you been like, have you not realized that's an eliminator you're making out with? Too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it pulls a Transformers to yeah the revenge of the fallen <laughs> bit of the fallen, where shia labeouf is like borderline out. like assaulted by that woman <laughs> by who turns out she's a decepticon but if we 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 do have to talk about <laughs> another fantasy later jeff we just pulled out a transformers i the know fallen bit, and you're not taking a running with it look <laughs> there's something a little more important a little kinkier that i gotta talk about later in this movie. please do um, but he gets tricked um and then again by aj and yeah. chester yes um, who they fall into the sewer. Mark is so happy. Yes. Mark's like, wow, sewer, dude. He's like, oh my, he's like Forky. He's like, oh my God, yeah. I am trash. Yeah. All these people who got trans, who are now eliminators were kidnapped yeah. by the eliminators. And all the fairies are kidnapped as they're well. They're like, they're like Cybermen. Yeah. Oh, Cybermen's so dark though. <laughs> meanwhile, is. the two um, eliminators who were pretending to be Timmy's parents go on the Hawaiian vacation that the parents <laughs> that was go on, very and funny. And the two of them are just hanging out on a beach in Hawaii. One of them has a coconut bra. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little funny. Um, and so Timmy goes off, and he discovers that there's a second part to the prophecy in the cave. That there's a second wand he has to find. It's on a blue moon. On the dark side of the blue. Moon. On the dark side of the blue moon. Uh, and so Mark's like, we can use my spaceship. Look. And he presses the button and the spaceship takes off without them on it. It's like, oh, and then they pulled up. Oh, we probably should have been, yeah, on, been that. on that. And so Timmy's like, I know how I can get another spaceship. I just need a computer, a thing of cable. Or an in- I need a laptop, an internet connection, and a whoopee cushion. And he posts a video um, online called Dark Laser, Dark Fart Laser. And it's a Darth Vader lookalike <laughs> supervillain. No, because before that, he has to find Crocker. Oh, yeah, he does find Crocker, who has a spaceship. Who but... he's like, I will only help you if you admit to me that there are fairies. And he's like, yes, there are fairies. And he's like, and I know you're not going to. Oh, that was quick. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, OK, sure, I'll help you. Um, Crocker, and then kind of a good the guy. rocket, the Got rocket comes deal. up. The best joke I think that was made was when the rocket emerges and they're like, aren't you a teacher? How can you afford that on your salary? And he goes, you remember that budget the school set aside for the science wing? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at it. His man fully it, admits he, he did, he extorted. Guys, <laughs> public I, I, ha- system. I have something to ask the table here. Yeah. Uh, what if Crocker got a raw deal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because have you guys seen the uh episode that dives deep into crocker's backstory yes mm. cosmo and wanda used to be his fairies yeah exactly and until timmy traveled back in time and exposed them and that's yeah that was the thing so timmy incidentally let it out that there are fairies yeah w- but he wasn't indicted it was crocker so crocker got his memory wiped Hor- horrifically too yeah because like he's like no i want to remember them there are fairies 
boom, there are fairies, boom, uh, there, there are fairies, boom. And then he like keeps morphing into like a monstrous version of himself. And that's where he gets he's, the fairy godparents. He's he's basically become trying, Gollum. He's trying to remember his godparents. Yeah. He loves them so much, but it, it morphed him. But so then then he posts on the internet the uh, the fart laser. Yes. <laughs> to uh dark oh, it's dark laser. Dark laser. Dark laser who's our obvious it's and yeah. he's always been a spoof of yeah. Darth Vader. He's been around he's for a like, while. But it's like the very much playing into our now Star Wars trilogy. And so Dark Laser comes to Earth and is like, "Why you make fun of me?" No one take me seriously. Because <laughs> no his minions are laughing. Yeah. His minions are... Random kids in the street ride by on like scooters and they're like, ah ha! Oh, it's sparkly. Ha ha! Ha ha! God. Thank ha, you. Ha ha! We just lost all of our listeners. Yeah. At, in one fell swoop. Yeah. And so they decide they're going to... They, he convinces Dark Laser to let them use his ship. He says if... And he brings Vicky along as well. Oh, and he, he signals her. He signals her by just having a little cash, and yeah. he brings the register, and she runs in like yeah. a dog. And so he's like, "All right, so if I, if you help me get the second one, Crocker, I'll confirm for you there are fairies. Vicky, I'll pay you twenty dollars. I'll give you twenty dollars, and Dark Laser, I'll let you kill me." <laughs> Which I, like, think, I think up. I think Vicky got shorted. Yeah, Vicky got a she raw deal. She should have gotten like at least 30 bucks. Yeah, at least uh, <laughs> 25. Like why why is the one woman yeah. given the cheap end of the deal, huh? Yeah, because she's know. abusive, monster. You know what? Fair. You make a fair point. Fair point. You know what? She, she should have given her five bucks. Like, <laughs> she is the source of like half t- of his trauma. Half of his trauma. And so they Which board Jimmy Timmy Power Four. All right, so they board Dark Laser. <laughs> they board Dark Laser ship and go into space to the what is it? The Frigidarium. The Ver- the Vergon system or yeah. something like that. And so they're all cold, and Darkly's like, here's some extra stuff I have around. <laughs> he gives Crocker a fur coat who he's allergic to. Mark gets in, like, a robot body. Which is our, our R2-D2. Yeah, R2-D2. Crocker, he's allergic to it, and he goes... Um, <laughs> That's a good impression. And Vicky basically gets, like, a robe and earmuffs, so she's Princess Leia. Yes, and the earmuffs are the same color of yeah. her hair. Coincidentally. And then Timmy gets his uh, Luke Skywalker... Yeah. Garb. And a lightsaber, oddly enough. Um, and they show up to the canteen. Yeah, they go to the canteen. Hey, you're a droid. You're kind we don't serve their kind here. That's and always weird. They, a- they ask for the specials. Yeah. And we think that they're gonna sit down to eat and boom. boom. They're like, you're on the menu. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the bar is Looks like meats. Back on our menu, boys. Have <laughs> I ever sent you the article where someone tries to parse yes, how the orcs uh, would know what a menu is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, is there one where like Gimli has like a very uh, attuned sense of like the anatomy of orcs and things like yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's launched in his nervous system. <laughs> I, I still think the best thing anyone ever did was just put regular Joe voices on top of the orcs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where like... It's always funny. <laughs> what, what's that smell? Man flesh. <laughs> they picked up our trail. Oh. Ah. <laughs> 
It's good uh, shit. That they fight. <laughs> Everyone gets frozen except for Timmy and Mark. Timmy and Mark. Who get flung to another planet. Yes. Which, and they no, don't... they get don't they go to the moon? Or yeah, they, they get, get flung to the moon of the planet. They get flung to like a um the moon with a very big star <laughs> No, they get they get knocked to a pink planet where Turbo Land is. <gasps> yes. Oh yeah. They do. And they're like, we're trapped on this planet. And they're like, you're not trapped. And it's Brendan again. Yeah. God. And we're like, wow, he finally makes his appearance. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't. He was he was in Fairyland. He was in the And beginning. he was banished. Yeah. Because yeah. he kept preaching. He's like, yeah, the he's darkness holding a sign on the course coming. the darkness is coming the back. The darkness is coming. And everyone's like, shut <laughs> Like, Just he shut even up shows up to some of the venues. And they're all like, you suck. You yeah. suck, Turbo Thunder. Boo! And then he's like, I am the chosen one. They're like, no, you're not my chosen yeah. one. And so he... Um, not turbo. my chosen one. Not my chosen one. And sh- they show up on Turbo Land. It was an unfair election, guys. He, tur- <laughs> he, he turns Turbo Land into a theme park. Yeah. It was a rigged prophecy. <laughs> a rigged but no one comes to his theme park because he's not the chosen and he one. And he has Thunderwear yeah. on sale for he, $20. The idea is that Turbo Thunder put the cart before the horse and did the same shit that Timmy did. He just did it ahead of time. Which is the big mistake. You yeah, have to wait until you have to get you're a successful. Wait. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but he agrees to help them get the, the ice wand or whatever it's called. Agrees. The wind wand. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go to the blue moon and they find a big rock monster with the wand in his hand. Which I think the rock monster was their best CGI. Yeah, 3D. he looks really good. He looked fairly good. Like he reminded me of um the good animated Sinbad movie. Yes. <laughs> Sinbad he, not the one we seas. covered. Um, he looks so good that they immediately kill him off because he probably cost a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I didn't think about this, Angelica, but how does it feel that you've essentially watched almost every single Fraser movie that we've had to cover on this show? I Including yeah, the bad I can't believe you. I didn't. I didn't. I did not see the bad Sinbad one. Oh, you, you watched that, that without I did, me. I didn't watch that without you. I spared you. From yeah, that. Uh, you. spared me or hmm. who'd you uh, watch it with then? Huh? I spared you. I don't know. Who'd you watch it with? Um, Some other girl. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it was his mom. <laughs> Angelica and I are dating for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, oh, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's... Just gonna put Yeah, that do you guys remember the mummy episode when he referenced that really smart girlfriend who told him about the camels versus the horses? That was me. <laughs> that, that was you. That was Angelica. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. In the hidden room. They answered a lot of questions I've had for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I how did the camels I, beat the horses? I thought that was common. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, like they're running on sand. Camels are more adept to do that yeah. than horses are. I'm like... This girl, English, yeah. English, Harvard. Oh, no. Yeah, Angelica went to Harvard either. for the listener oh, at home. Oh, no. And that's just you're talking about fairly odd parents. Which <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is everything I was missing in my <laughs> college in your life. Look, I, if I can do anything, it's pick apart a plot line. Pick apart a plot line. And so Turbo Thunder attempts to take the wand, but he's flung away because he because um, he's too selfish because yeah. he also um he attacks our rock guardian yeah. without being prompted yeah and so the rock guardian was like no nah, fuck off absolutely not um and he timmy simply asks for it because yeah. he wants to save everybody in an act that is truly selfless compared yeah. to how he was in the beginning yeah 
which I don't really know if I buy into it all too much because like this happens every single time like timmy yeah. does have like his little selfless moments but this kid is a very selfish person yes. <laughs> like yeah. wanda points this out in abacatraz like he could have given <laughs> far less but aj a full head of hair because he he's have, self-conscious about being bald you have given the dinkelbergs uh, a poop sandwich <laughs> <No, turn laughs> double <him>. stacked <laughs> <laughs> he said he goes to cosmo and he's like monday make it happen but but he could have he could have helped his mom around the house yeah. because she's obviously very stressed and she's a working woman. Yeah, and, and sometimes the error it's a of lot. His ways. And he could have given Chester a new home after it was wrecked by a, twi- a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo goes, "Yeah, he actually could have wished away the tornado, but yeah. he didn't." And Chester's like, "What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you know what's what like? Was a let myth. his best friend full on be homeless." You know, you know what was a very missed opportunity with the live action Timmy Turner films? If they didn't cast the dad as Steve Carell and Dinkelberg as Toby from The Office. That would have been fantastic. And ladies and gentlemen, this is how Stuart goes back to his Timmy Jimmy Power Hour 4, where he tells you that those are the two people he's casting. I'm casting as- Steve Carell as Timmy Turner's dad and Toby from The Office. Oh my god. Make as Dinkelberg. Stop! <laughs> Dinkelberg! But... So <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> um, they go, they so, they finally, Timmy gets the wand and he puts it into this very weird looking yeah. emerged He He puts it into stand. a, did you just say what it is? No. What? Okay. It's, it's very. Phallic. It's, yeah, it's kind and of. And it's going into a very large. Hole. <laughs> hole in the sky. It's and it's yes. pointed towards it's 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 a little double penetration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but he he does this and the wand doesn't work. work. And all of a sudden Listen, we've his... all suffered performance problems at the point, you know? <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> but oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but um what happens? Oh, uh, Cosmo, Wanda, Jorgen von Strangle, Trixie, Tang, yes, Chester, AJ, and Timmy's parents all break out of Abacatraz after poof. Yeah. Turns after a watching a violent movie, is like kung fu. martial art expert yes. and beats the shit out of every single eliminator ever poof is their jack attack the poof scene is kind of i like the poof scene. the poof scene i think was very well coordinated yeah. for an animated film fight scene yeah um but they all get out and they and it's all very funny. yeah they all go to the blue plant the blue moon they help timmy turner but the darkness is sucking everybody in with its powerful suction powers so it sucks them into I mean, the hole and <laughs> But the problem is, is like, all it, and, it, it, it suck dance <laughs> Nuzzles them all inside and like, no. can't get out. It's very dark. And well, they, they, it's attempting to. And then Timmy decides he's going to make the ultimate he's sacrifice. Like, what do you want, as Timmy the Turner? He decides as the chosen one that yeah. he's going to sacrifice his life for the people he loves. Yes. And not before he gets a kiss from Trixie. Trixie. Yeah. And he kisses her, and he's like, 
I can die happy yeah, I can now. Die now. And I'm like, you're 10. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he gets sucked into the hole. Everyone cries. They're like, what do we do now? We can't get out of here because they don't have their wands. Yeah. And that's Big how. Big Empire Strikes Back cliffhanger. And, and that's ends. how it ends. And thank you all for listening to Revolting. Nope. <laughs> nope, we got one. The final oh, ending. We got another movie to talk about. Um, the last one, yeah. which is the most forgettable of I the three. We'll need I, everybody's help on this one because I oh my God. passed out. I, during I did thing. actually fall asleep during 10 minutes of it, but I did rewatch it. Okay. Um, we, got, we got full context here between the three of us. We can figure yes, this out. Yes. So uh, it starts off, and Timmy is a, is living in the matrix. Well, yeah, Timmy on, is in a on, simulation. Hold on, hold on. Before that, we get our oh, yeah, Star opening Wars crawl. opening where Cosmo goes, "What happened on last episode?" Like you don't remember. Yeah. It was literally the night before, five seconds before. Um, and he goes, "Timmy sacrificed himself to save his friends and family," and then the sign keeps going. He's like, "That's it," <laughs> and then it keeps going. He's like, "Um." We could stop the credits yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps going. And he's oh. like, "Okay," um, and then and then we open up, and I thought that was just the fact yeah. that I would just yeah. imagine someone at their keyboard just typing out everything I, they're hearing. I've always liked the thought and that the, the crawl in the Star Wars is, <laughs> is a physical object that appears in the world, and you have to just avoid large blocks of words that are just <laughs> floating through the stars. Imagine that episode of The Mandalorian. They're on light speed, and they're just going through, <laughs> and it's like, yes, yeah, so Grogu went. <clears throat> And it's like, what happened? It's like, oh no, we hit the text crawl. What's the text no, crawl? Like, it's I remember, very rare to hit it, but every once in a while you run into it. Like seven years ago, I remember right before Rogue One came out, I was listening to some guys talk about what they thought was going to happen in the movie. And they were like, do you think that the movie's going to end and like they're fleeing with the plans and you can just see the crawl <laughs> in the distance <laughs> coming towards the ship? <laughs> That's how it's going to end. <laughs> Oh my god! That'd be pretty funny. Like, imagine the end of Rogue One when she's escaping and the the uh, the rebel uh, blockade runner. Tanda four. Tanda four. I didn't. I knew it. I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Tanda four. <laughs> I don't know. The I Mon think... Calamari flagship is called Home One, and, you, and like she's just escaping in the distance. You just see this block of words. <laughs> oh my god! So there's um, a second target chasing us. Another star destroyer? No, this is. Thinner. Yeah, it's, it's, it's text. <laughs> it's copy. They're like, it's Darth Vader. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, no, it's... It's it's, it's, it's literally, literally Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. It says it right there. <laughs> um, I always um, thought that would be a good bet. Yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, Timmy's in the simu- is in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah, Timmy's in a simulation. Um, but then Jorgen he... Von Strangle and the fairies... Oh, we got to talk about the simulation first. It's just his... So, no, 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 no. Because it starts off, he wants a normal day. Yes. He a wants normal a normal life. day. And then they gaslight the shit out of Timmy. And yeah. they do his mom really dirty. <laughs> his mom is like His a, mom a looks awful. She has seen not only war... God. But she has seen <laughs> maybe the face of the devil. The face of Satan. Um but she has seen awful she is every mother ever. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh. just completely haggard. 
um not saying i mean Talk about okay like hold, on, hold, on. <laughs> hold on but like what most i feel like what most moms feel like especially yeah. when you know you got to take care of your kids and you have work and you have to clean the house yeah. and you have to do all this and so she's exhausted and she's like yeah you normally wish for your mom to look super beautiful yeah for you yeah and i was like <laughs> the oh, fact that they have shit. to emphasize that it's for timmy oh, that sh- she's looking good for oedipus complex so then he's like Where, <laughs> where's dad and then oh god the dad, dad comes, comes in, in a full dress he in a dress long flowy blonde hair and he's like i got us tickets for the dress wearing crimson chin convention but we're not going so, because you have school so here's where this thing is really hot and sweaty and kinky. Oh, God. Because the mom's like, Mom, I'm sorry out. if you're listening to this. And <laughs> the dad is dressed, is in a dress. Um, and he's just like, I got to take the dog out for a walk. And he puts a, oh, coll- he puts he puts a collar around the mom, mom while he's wearing a dress. <laughs> I thought that, that I was like, if, this is so. If that expensive. dream had, if that version had been continued to its logical conclusion, it would have been. <laughs> Some well, hardcore hanky panky. <laughs> but honestly, too, it's the fact that mom gets like a beautifying wish and dad gets a manly. Yeah. And I was just like, what are they saying about dad gender would've... and r- our roles in the household and image? I'm, I'm just saying that mom and dad uh, Turner would have redefined the term doggy style <laughs> that night. All right, um, this is this is where I you gotta take make out. my exit. I, uh, Stuart, it was nice knowing you. I don't think that this can continue. Damn, we, <laughs> we called it. We called we it. Called it. <laughs> um, Definitely said this podcast would break us. <laughs> but uh, no, it, I still I wrote in my notes: kinky ass fantasy, mom dog walked by dressed dad. Uh, <laughs> and Timmy's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> So then the fairies come in and rescue. Well, no, not then yet, they have the, Vicky comes in. Oh my god! And they have he has his best day ever fantasy. Yes, where he gets out of like a water slide. Yeah. His mom is, is in hot. a dress and like braids, like very milk. Dad's like a, a fucking pirate captain. Yes, and he's like, like Jack Sparrow. Like, oh. And he's like, we're, we're not going to the Crimson Chin Convention because I brought it to us. And he presses yeah. a button and they rise up into the convention. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't then, get Jay Leno, I guess, because he's not here. No. But then um, exter- eliminators, I keep wanting to say exterminators because yeah. I keep thinking of yeah. Daleks. <laughs> um, but, Exterminate. <laughs> but eliminators show up at the door and Timmy's like, oh, my God, they're here. Yeah. It's over. Um, and... Oh, but in his fantasy, he because it, it constantly plays. This is our next bit for the rest yeah. of because our first movie we had. Um, what was the bit of the first movie? Um, because each one has its own designated bit. Morph, Murph. Mo- I think yeah, uh, yeah I think it was Morph, Murph, and all of that. Oh no, um, it was the the motorcycle. Oh, uh, motorcycle keeps falling off. Uh, next one is rocket ships taking off without them because they're yeah. dumb and they keep yeah. hitting the button because no one thinks that yeah. they can fly it. And then this one is his almost kisses with Trixie Tang. Yes. Who he uh, already kissed. He keeps, yes, but he only gets the one kiss. Yeah. Um, and it keeps getting interrupted. Yeah. Um, and so it got interrupted at the convention. Eliminators show up, but it turns out the 
the Eliminators are Jorgen, Wanda, and Cosmo. Joe, I am here to rescue you. Come with me if you want to leave. And he's so confused. He's like, what the fuck? And he turns, and now all of a sudden, this feels like a horror movie. Yeah. Like, I think the whole thing should be scrapped, and this should become a horror movie of him questioning his reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, if- Cosmo and Wanda become Eliminators. Yes. This is basically the Matrix Resurrections, is what this is. Yeah. Where, like, Neil Patrick Harris in that movie has the monologue about how um, he tried giving people a perfect world and they didn't believe it. And he tried giving people a bad world and they couldn't live with it. So he has to find the perfect equilibrium of suffering and um, excitement. Keeping you so close to something you can almost taste it but never letting you attain it. And it's basically what Timmy Turner gets put into. (laughs) Poor fucking guy. That's so deep. (laughs) Instead of Keanu. Oh, God. Yeah. Timmy is Keanu. Yeah. Whoa. I get a kung fu. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Um, and then they take him. I don't remember where they take him. They take him. Don't they to... go back to fairy world? They go to Earth. I mean, no, I'm, I'm reading it right now. They go back to Earth because they get attacked by Murph again. Right, because uh, Jorgen yeah. uses his wand against one of the Eliminators, yeah. and Timmy goes, no, don't do that, because they're going to suck up your weapon, and they're going to yeah, use they're it. they're going to Kirby it. And then all of a sudden, our one lead lead guy... Yeah, develops magic abilities. Develops magic, and, and he, he turns the wand into a dark wand. Yes. And he becomes, instead of the Eliminator... The Destructinator. The Destructinator. And he Which breaks I away... I was like, that's kind of hot. It is kind of... I mean... <laughs> Got, my, man, my man's got wow robopex. there's something about hearing exterminate or what is it destructinator where i'm like that just that is more like Destru- hearing that like think about it eliminator versus yeah. destructinator i'm like destructinate like, me buddy <laughs> you, you can destructinate destruct me, me anytime any night, any night of the week buddy <laughs> Um, this is oddly one of our horny episodes. It's about fairly odd fair. <laughs> what does this say about me? Oh, God. It's like this and still breathing. Um, that, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a, a time in my life. Um, well, because I, I feel like especially in a lot of children's shows, they're going to insert a lot more like subliminal adult yeah. humor, which a lot of it is just... Penis. Penises and... Yeah. and Dick jokes. It's like that episode. Dick jokes, fart jokes, and yeah. just images of like foul, like yeah. just. Foul it's like that images. episode of the Rugrats where Grandpa's like, "You kids are gonna take a nap, so Grandpa can watch Lonely Space Vixens." Yes. And you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> when you're not Gramps, a kid, no. <laughs> you're like, "Oh my Gramps, god!" You got heart conditions. You can't be doing that. <laughs> Grandpa's got a penis pump. <laughs> like, oh man, man, man is taking uppers. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, <laughs> Grandpa pickles. <laughs> I mean, so Grandpa's many. Plus, pickles got to pickle. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> We're the love of God. <laughs> We've been at this for around two hours now. <laughs> He's never had to spend this much time with me in an ice. <laughs> oh my god! And so, um, yeah, the destructor breaks away. He goes and he pulls an Agent Smith and breaks away from the darkness. Right, because the darkness is like. You know, he's like, I don't want this, and then yeah. the dr- or the darkness is like, 
yeah he pulls the ultimate mom move of like i brought you into this world i can take take you you out of it and like sucks him up breaks him into multiple pieces and throws him back to earth and the other two are like it, like the darkness doesn't have eyes just a voice yeah and it, but you can feel it giving them like the questioning stare of like do you want to go too and they're like no no like cool coolio uh eliminate or uh don't eliminate turner yeah. and like they're trying to be like really fancy or not fancy they're yeah. trying to be really surfer bro yeah um about it um but they go back to earth and they fight murph they fight Murph. Um, they steal Murph's escape pod and fly back to the blue moon. Right. While the Destructinator takes over Earth. Yes. Yeah. And it turns completely like a blue metal. Yeah. It turns into like the Death Star. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. Are we going to also forget that Jorgen gets ass rockets? Oh, yeah. He does. <laughs> For, glute, I think it's glute shoots or something. Glute shoots. But <laughs> let's be honest. Those are some... Those are some My mighty ass. fine ass rockets his ass is literally on fire um and he hits the metal beach um and he's like ha your their plan didn't yeah. work uh he didn't think about the fact that i can now use my my butt rockets yes. <laughs> and escape my butt rockets the glute rockets they let me escape the earth <laughs> and he flies back to fairy world yes um, to rally the forces because there's another prophecy of a third wand. It is crazy. It's the ice wand. And it's on and Earth. It's on it's on Earth, but the prophecy also says that fairy world is going to be destroyed. Yes. And everyone's like, no. I made the mistake coming to fairy world. It's going to blow up. <laughs> I should have had Arnold voice this guy. It would have been. Who voices it him? Very expensive. He is. Uh, do you see who he's voiced by? Watch it be Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Jorgen von Strangle is voiced by Jorgen von Strangle. Yeah. Jorgen von Strangle. I'm on the Fairly Friends wiki right now. Oh, not the fandom. Uh, he is voiced by Darren Norris. Oh, he's voiced by the same guy who does Cosmo. Oh, um, really? Yeah. That's funny. Doesn't he also play the dad? Yes. He also plays Gordy on Ned's The Classified. I fucking love Gordy. Um, But uh, you're very quiet. Stuart is like (laughs) losing his fucking mind right now. I think it's because he we haven't gotten to the part where he was awake for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That uh, would be this whole third act. (laughs) (laughs) The Destructinator plants explosives in Earth, and he's gonna blow up the Earth. This is his idea. He's gonna convince the darkness to swallow the Earth while Timmy's on it and wipe out both of his enemies at the same time. Yes. Um, and so they, they go to the blue moon. Judas. They first go to the blue moon, uh, Timmy and his band of miscreants, um, and they discover next to the wind wand, Turbo Thunder, who is now weakened. He is he is castaway. Yes. He's ca- he, he even has a Tom rock Hanks with a, a face, with a on, face it. on it. Um, but he, he gives them his backstory. Yes, his, which is very, very Superman yeah. again. It's the it's full like uh fucking it's Brendan just you know selling it in the scene, which is the most screen time too that yeah. they've given Brendan. Yeah, because in the first two combined, I feel like he he's barely in for like had four like four minutes max, if that. Yeah, and so in this one, he's just like um, 
He tells them the story. And it was, his, he was a peaceful planet called Turbo World. The darkness showed up. They shot rockets at it. Um, it, attempt, it then swallowed their planet. He was sent away by his parents, but everyone else was swallowed by the darkness. Um, he discovered... He landed on Fairy World. He discovered the prophecy, and he trained his entire life to be the Chosen One. But he overslept the day the darkness showed up and did not succeed. Uh, yeah, I, think I, I thought it was really funny that they had a Chosen One contest. Yes. Where they were just like, yeah, we don't one. know who it actually is. We just want someone. Um, so come compete. Um, and all he does is show his, uh, what is it, his Thunder Pits? Yes. Um, which was a hysterical power. Yes. I feel like if you're going to if you're going to generate thunder from anywhere, I feel like it should, should be, be his ass. <laughs> that would be funny. No. I would like that. <laughs> that would be concussive. What if he shot it from his ass? <laughs> it would be like, good. I, I thought you said what if he sharted from his ass? What if he <laughs> shot it from his ass? That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> I was the governor of California. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, it's crazy they elected the Terminator as the governor of California. Yeah, I think about that a lot. I do um, too. Um, and then what else? Oh, and then he asks to go back to Earth <laughs> again. The the Rock helps them. Yeah, they have a training the, montage. The, 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 no, the physical, the physical Rock. Oh yes, um, helps them. It's me. Shine. Dwayne. <laughs> imagine, imagine yeah. the rock starts talking yeah, to Dwayne the Rock Dwayne. Johnson. That'd be that's actually a missed yeah, that opportunity would be good. again. Um, He'd be cheapest sh- this time too. Yeah. yeah. Um, they because sh- he did the Tooth Fairy <laughs> 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 around this time. It's me, Dwayne. The Tooth Fairy. It was a Disney Channel or was it, it Nickelodeon? Was, I, it was. It was a lie. It was a theatrical movie. Was it? Yeah, but I think it was Disney. I think it was Disney who did it. It's but, um, a, yeah, it's uh, 20th Century Fox, actually. Oh. Sorry, you can't handle the tooth. The oh, God. Um, the director of that movie was Michael Lembeck, and he is now apparently serving uh, 10 years in state penitentiary for crimes of n- tam- naming his movie The Tooth Fairy and making the tagline, you can't handle the tooth. <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> No, he is unfortunately still out among us. <laughs> what a what a guy. Um, Matt, but keep your eyes open, folks, because any day uh, Tooth Michael Fairy Lendick 2 might appear. <laughs> Tooth Fairy 2, Teeth Fight Back. Oh, my God. The Revenge of the Cavities. He probably um, directed an episode of Baby Daddy. He's the director of Baby Daddy now. Oh, God, really? Um, but Timmy, they use Timmy's teeth yes. to reflect, like, they do, like, basically the mummy light puzzle. Yeah. Um, to shine light onto the wand that then sends them down into the core yeah. of the moon where it's a bunch of, it's like a second fairy world. Yeah. But there's no fairies. Yeah. Um, and that's how they find the third prophecy of the third the wand, the ice wand. And then Brendan, as he rightfully should, gets fed ice cream sandwiches and he bulks he gets right his strength up. back. Um, and he's like, wow, these are surprisingly filling. Yeah. Um, There's a training montage where Timmy gets kind of swole. Yes. Um, and, and then Brenda goes, this is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and transfers his powers over. Yeah. And then we have he like dies. the full blow. <laughs> no. <laughs> <He just fucking laughs> That'd be kind of sad. Uh, 
but that's where we get our yeah. full-blown like he's gone from chosen one to the mentor yeah. he's gone um, from zero to hero in no time flat. no he goes from zero, zero to, to zero just like that <laughs> hero to zero um and it's kind of it's a little sad <laughs> brendan uh is he relinquishes his um stardom yeah i i i do like the idea though of like the chosen one isn't exactly like who you think he is who you think he is but it's also like it can change yeah there can be more than one chosen one like it's one of my it's one of my favorite tropes though when they give you like a chosen one and then they kill them like yeah. halfway through and all Spike of a sudden like your whole <laughs> the guy <laughs> <laughs> elijah wood yeah um wow. But they like kill them and then yeah. it shifts the whole focus to someone else. And it's like the chosen one isn't exact. It's more of quality is rather than a specific yeah. person. I like the, um, a good example of that is actually the Lego movie. Um, <laughs> no, which is actually a very smart movie. Um, but we're like the entire movie, Chris Pratt, uh, I'm sorry, uh, thinks he's <laughs> the chosen one because of some like, you know, religious reason. And at the end, it's just like the wizard just completely made up the story of the chosen one in hopes that it would inspire someone to live up to the qualities that a chosen one would need. Yeah. And so, like, there's nothing special about him necessarily besides the fact that he, you know, just is a good person. One could say that's pretty uh, metaphorical for the idea of all of religion. Welcome back to the the podcast, Stuart. Oh, my God. (laughs) He woke up, everybody. Sorry, we were talking about like religious and chosen one criticisms. I had and to, his inner, inner had Indiana boy in. just like. I'll go back to my hole. <laughs> yeah. um, and so they go back to Earth uh, for the final battle. They deal with the Destructinator first. Yes. All the, um, I was about to say the wizards, all the fairies come from Fairyland. Because they were, they were imprisoned. Yeah, they got freed by um, the group. Um, which I don't really remember don't how remember they how did it, happens. but I don't really think it matters. At this point in my notes, I wrote this movie is so long. Yeah. They kind of, they basically did like essentially return of the King yeah. where they come in and they're like, we need your help. And they're all like, yeah, and they <laughs> all come in. Um, Arise. Fires of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. Wings shall each... flutter. Wands shall be casted. Yarg. A one day. A flying day and the sun rises. But I guess the one thing they do that is, you know, kind of kind of nice is that shows like Timmy can't do this without yeah. anyone behind There's him. There's no chosen one, it's a chosen group. It's, it's a chosen, chosen group. Family. It's the friends you make along, along the way. Um, Fast X coming out soon. <laughs> Excited <laughs> to see it. Um, We're a family. Um, so Timmy manages to, um, he tricks the Destructinator into chasing him into space. Yes. While the fairies turn the earth back into the earth instead of a metal ball of death. <laughs> um, Timmy tricks the Destructinator into inhaling all the explosives he had planted in the earth in a... As we know on the on the show, I love pointing out the weird hyperlinks on Wikipedia. Um, in the description for this, it says, "After Timmy tricks the Destructinator into inhaling the explosives, 
which is hyperlinked. And if you click on it, it brings you to the Wikipedia page for reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bullshit. Someone thought to do that. Um, so he tricks the destructor into inhaling the explosives and then blows him up with the detonator he stole. Yeah. And the destructor is no more. Yeah. I... I want to be a lit nerd for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, hit me with that. Um, one of the things I think they did well was before the Destructinator became who he was, um, was that in order for Timmy to get away, he uses, he pr- poses a paradoxical uh, statement to the robots, which then causes them to completely malfunction. Yeah. Where he's essentially like, I forgot what he said. But he essentially said, like, you guys are supposed to eliminate the chosen one uh, and you chose me, but I'm actually not the chosen one. And the chosen one is actually this guy named Turbo Thunder and all of this stuff. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, uh, they like can't compute this. And they're like, oh, everything is mismatching together and they can't do it. And I don't know, like Asimov's role of um, robotics uh, or not robotics. It's like androids. Yeah. um, Where he has the three rules of like you have like you basically your top rule. Um, first is not to hurt humans that doesn't mm-hmm. count here that's completely yeah. gone but the other one is like you have to follow your directives yeah and then but the third one is like you have to abandon your directive if it brings harm to another to like a human yeah um those two don't matter <laughs> it's just the third one follow your directives and because he has told them this they can't function mm-hmm. anymore and it's like the little loophole um the paradox hello i'm it's back the paradox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh you guys all watch wandavision right yes yeah you guys like how like the trope about telling like ai or artificial intelligence a paradoxical question that makes it like malfunction yeah. and goof off they essentially use that for like the vision fight. <laughs> yeah, the ship of Theseus. The ship of Theseus. A finale to a show that was mostly good and then was kind of okay at the end. Um, Why was it just okay at the end? The ending's kind of. All the Marvel shows had bad endings. What? what how did WandaVision like end end? Because I it, thought it she... ended with a um, witch she... fight. Well, the witch fight. She becomes the Scarlet Witch fully um, and essentially traps agatha in like her own mind yeah where she's forced to forget it and she remains her like westview self um with all of her magic like locked away inside of her and she's like forced to be this fake version of herself um the kids go away because she releases the illusion it's a very touching vision white vision uh takes off because he needs to figure out who he is um and wanda uh like can't forgive herself um so she is like i need to disappear so she goes off into like a remote mountain and builds a cabin for herself and then it does the thing of she's she's sipping her tea like looking out into the distance just like finally alone at Mm. at peace what you think but inside she's it's a, just a projection of herself and inside she is reading the dark hold where she hears her children go mm. mom and she go and she like snaps is that what you're referring to cuz i thought the whole scene where she's like saying goodbye to vision and she disappears all the illusions you, i like she's that. like I, you you like are my love i think yeah. the first four episodes of wandavision are great i think episodes 5 through 7 are okay they're they're like mostly good and then I don't like the ending because, like, the show has it's like set up as this very unique idea. Like, it's playing with formats, it's playing with ideas and conversations. And then it just ends with a pretty generic Marvel fight. 
Like the last episode is just like them floating and throwing things at each other. It would have been cool if they felt like they fought through different versions of like Westview. Yeah, like every, every Marvel show or movie ends with a very generic pre fight. And that one is especially uh, very uh, like, cognizant. Of that. Like, like Brian said, scene? it plays through sitcoms. So it's going to, it's also going to be hard to like. Like, because I thought it would have been fun to play with other formats of yeah. TV. Like, if they all of a sudden it becomes Timmy Jimmy Power yeah. Hour and they fall into like, like a 3D. It doesn't even have to play with like necessarily. It doesn't even have to end in a fight scene. Like, it's just like it's just that it ends in this very generic Marvel fight. Because Marvel previses yeah. all their fights before they even have directors attached. So you just kind of get your fight really? scenes. Really? Yeah, you just kind of get. That's why. That's the. That's what? why they feel like carbon copies. Yeah, that's why same. all the fights feel the same, unless like it's someone like Sam Raimi who has a very who like oh, very much works those in their system. Were great fight scenes that he did. But that's like the Taika Waititi approach is that when he was hired for Thor Ragnarok, they had like, already done. The... They're like, you figure out all of the in like between. all the scenes, all the characterization. We'll do the fights. And I don't so, know if I would be able to sign on to something yeah. like that. And so that's why you watch Thor Ragnarok and like it has a lot of person. I think that movie works very well. It has a lot of personality. It like it. I like that movie a lot. But then the fight scenes are it's Marvel it falls. Fight. Yeah, he like gets a lot of lightning and he jumps and he punches someone. Yeah. Um, My whole bit on that was just saying that I I do I like the ending of WandaVision because of her heartfelt goodbye. To that, that's that seems good. Yeah. It's. So, I think. I think. Okay. It's, I think your gripe is more with just how marvelized yeah. it becomes. I feel like you're yeah. taking a very and, specific point of the finale, and then. Well, just, something can have a good sequence and overall be a disappointment. Okay. But yeah. the fight was what did it made the whole. Yeah, thing it's it's that the whole, like the ending doesn't and it doesn't tie up a lot of ends. Like Kat Dennings has one shot in the finale. She comes in and crashes into a bad guy, and then she just disappears. Which I feel like they set her up yeah. so much that I, I wanted more from yeah. And I, I've been led to believe the last episode of WandaVision um, was not filmed before the pandemic, and they had to come back and shoot that down the line. Oh, they had to reshoot or something? They had to reshoot. A, they had to basically jank together the finale with the, sh- the stuff they had already filmed. So I think I that's part that. of the problem that I have. That's why. Mm-hmm. It's just because like they didn't have all the material they needed. Yeah. So I, like. It wraps up the Vision Wanda stuff well. Everything else is kind of a uh, a whiff. For me. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like the. I honestly wanted some more scenes you, of the. You know what else has a, a wild finale? <laughs> Wishology. Oh um, my god. I gotta finish this fucking. <laughs> we've been talking for over two hours about fairly odd parents. It's. It's, uh, I'm losing the strength yeah, to go on. I'm losing my fucking I'm losing. mind. Yeah, take we us just home. talked about Wanda for 10 minutes. Take, take us home. Take us home. Take us home. All right. So the, the, the Destructinator is dead, um, and the darkness appears in the sky in its very sexual pose. Um, and Timmy and, Turner goes and he gets the ice wand. But then he realizes that. Wait, has the darkness actually attacked anyone unprompted? No, it just shows up and they attack it. Yes. In reality, it it's, just wants a home and friends. It's It wants to be a smile. It's oh, my kindness. God. <laughs> it was a kindness before yes. it was a darkness. And so Timmy realizes, all right, what we're going to do is if we... Um, we're just going to cast pure light and kindness into this darkness and see what happens. 
but he's like, I'm going to need more power. I'm going to need everyone. Then, well, then he goes through the thing of where they're like, we need to add other wind wands to every to planet. every planet. They left out Pluto. You know, I know that Pluto was designated not a planet of our solar system anymore, but I was like, you know, I feel like there should have been a Pluto bit. I was pissed off in this scene. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go put these wands on a bunch of different planets. And they go and they put it on Mars and Venus. Mars and Mars Mercury. was funny that Jorgen like, was fighting with Pluto. He's like, these are dumb robots. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. And then you know what this dumbass does? They, they go to fucking Jupiter and Neptune, which are they gas put, giants. They put... And they put it on a rocky surface. These yeah, planets are they gases. Are, they are gas giants. They're just big gases. But not balls, only that... They're they, just big balls of gas. They, <laughs> Sounds like someone I know. <laughs> um. But not only that, they do the on-the-nose thing yeah. of putting Poseidon on Neptune. Yeah. As like you know more of a mermaid yeah or merman figure and i was like that's a little that's a little much we're not gonna talk about what they do for uranus yeah didn't they ignore yeah they don't go to uranus (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they already have the glute rockets (laughs) they had another ada's joke that that would have really had an fcc conversation (laughs) anyway they basically they use this as a relay they bounce kindness and light all around they shoot it into the darkness and the darkness turns into a big smiley face and then the eliminator becomes a hugginator and he's like i must hug Hug timmy turner and everyone's like yay and And, they celebrate and so they have a big party again at fairy world um kiss performs again with no speaking lines because they clearly only got them for the one episode. Like, yes. Um, um, the ro- our rock guardian shows up yes. to enjoy this this little reunion. As does the seal and the polar bear. The polar bear, I think, was yeah. the best guardian of all because he was like, "What do I need to do to get the wand?" And he's like, "Are you the chosen one?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Here's the wand." <laughs> like he's like, "I don't have yeah. any time for this <laughs> shit." Um, uh, and so they have a big party. Everyone's there. Jorgen's like, I'm going to erase all their minds when this is done, but they enjoy it for now. And then Timmy tries to go in for the final kiss with Trixie, and he kisses Jorgen von Strangel. In the ass. No, he doesn't. <laughs> um, what? Hold on. Can we go back to Stuart's reaction right there? What was that? Did you Did you just go, mm? I just said foot in my pocket. Notice he's ignoring it. Yeah, he's ignoring it. He knows what he, he, knows what he said. And... And then everything goes back to normal. Yeah. The end. And, and that's, that's the end. end question mark? of Wishology, the but longest set, fucking movie I've ever watched. They set in my up life. Cosmo drawing a fourth wand yes. inside of the cave. He's like, hmm? he's like, oh my bad. We all know we don't need a fourth movie in this installment. <laughs> no. Well, we need a fourth movie in the installment four. Is Jimmy nope. Timmy Power uh, Hour so this four? Movie, <laughs> so this movie airs May first, coming May 2nd, to you twenty twenty five of twenty of two thousand nine. I uh, was ten years old. Yikes! <laughs> I was ten. How old were you, Stuart? Stuart was eighty, <laughs> <laughs> and aging by the minute. <laughs> I'm uh, aging by the second right now. Uh, I would have. I would have been tall. Um, maybe thirteen. Um, and so the first, it's weird. The first one of these has 4 million viewers. The second installment only gets 3.6. And then, then the third one has 4 million again. I don't know why where did the, people where did tuned point out of the second one. Where did people go? <laughs> they just left for a day. Um, it's one of the top 20 uh, television shows on the cable network the week it airs. 
in terms of just you know broadcast and not a show we talked about this did it broadcast in the middle of the week or it was a like i think a friday saturday sunday okay um and then it um it's the highest ratings that fairly odd parents gets fairly odd baby had 8.8 million viewers during its premiere that's the premiere poof so 4.8 million people have dropped off the show by this point what were what were the dates um, uh, May it, 1st, was a, it was a Friday, third. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it was a Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. And then followed by Monday, May yeah. the 4th be with you. <laughs> uh, this movie gets mixed reviews. Well, yeah. I'll people are like, it's a little much. <laughs> Maybe we could have done this in like one or two installments. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Brendan actually gets some like weird, like people are very torn on his character. Well, because his character is very, very absent. Yeah. Some people find him entirely unattractive and off-putting and that he simply doesn't work and shouldn't have been in the movie. Jesus. Whereas some people note that he's hilariously pretentious and self-serving and makes the second installment more interesting by acting as a frenemy with similar goals. Yeah. It's it's the... He he has more of an arc than any person in this... Yeah. In this, like, film trilogy or TV film trilogy. But um, I will say he feels like he's the most invested in his voice work. Yes. And that's he's not to say anything in. about Tara or anyone because they, they've they already locked in their characters for yeah. the longest time. He is new coming into this uh, with a brand new character. Um, but he, he is screaming at the top of his lungs for a lot of his lines. <laughs> He's like, I'm Turbo Thunder and just going off. But I I admire his his just knack for having those peaks when his character is very confident and then just like when his character finally in the third movie mm. is just like, no. Yeah. That he just feels so much more sad. Yeah. And it's like it's very evocative of where Brennan's at in his career. And he you know, this is like we said, this is basically the end of it. Uh, because next week we're talking about G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which is the official ending of our mainstream success era yeah. um, within the podcast. Yeah. And Chuck, any final thoughts on Wishology? Uh, I don't really have much else for the, the post-text. Wishology, a trilogy about trilogies that could have been honestly scrapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Didn't need it. I think would have been fine. Or like could have had its own like single dedicated yeah. episode making fun of trilogies. Yeah. I don't think it needed three, but yeah. I get what they were going for, but I, it became too on the nose. Yeah, repetitive and long-winded. Which you can argue then like, oh, that's speaking on trilogies. Like, you know, the middle movie is The Forgotten Child and like the first one, you know, is like yeah. your learning curve and the third one's the baby of the family. But like it... it it was forgettable. Yeah, I agree. It was very forgettable. And to be like quite frank and sad, Brendan's character was also very forgettable. Yeah. Stuart, any final thoughts besides you fall huh? asleep? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still recording. Yeah. Uh, nope, I'm good.
It's all goes great having you on the I, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've said all. I said my piece. Um, well, thank you so much, Angelica, for joining us today. Yeah. Yeah. Your first appearance on Travolting. It first and last. Oh no, you'll be back. No, you'll be back. <laughs> oh, no way. You have Help. to reach the Tilly Club. Yeah, you got to join the Tilly What's Club. What's the Tilly Club? Six times on the podcast. Six times. Yeah, he's now on eight times. Look, that. Oh, he's on eight times. Well, he's been on eight times. Look, well, I, I got to do the math again. Look, Stuart, that's a commitment. Yeah, the Tilly Club. <laughs> that's a commitment. Six a commitment. times. Six times. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. As a reminder, we are available on wherever you can uh, listen to podcasts. Spotify, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, etc., etc. Uh, pop to our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find us on Twitter or Instagram at TravoltingPod. TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com if you have any pressing matters to email us about. I don't know why you Jimmy, would. Jimmy, Timmy, Power well, Hour 4. No, at- emailing about your gripe with Stuart falling asleep during the third Wishology yeah. movie. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Narg. Anything you want to plug, Angelica? Uh, I, no, don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Instagram, I guess, AMR264. <laughs> yeah. I don't post ever. So. <laughs> and, uh, and then finally, um, thank you so much as always to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music, and Andrew Gardner for our social media. Uh, have a great week, folks. See you next week for G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, joined by Mark Tilly. <laughs> <laughs>